0: he's like a bad looking dude but like in terminator he looks like pretty clean cut like plain jane dude and now like as he's age age
1: has not been kind of what is going on
0: (laughs) yeah true what are you gonna do i mean he was the t-1000 so like what more possibly ask of one man in his career i feel like i lost you your audio somehow did you mute yourself this is a recording back
1: now I muted myself on instinct because I had to cough, and then I forgot that I would muted myself because I just did it on autopilot.
0: You'll notice that I just cough in the microphone because I can edit it out afterwards. So I don't give <laughs> I a shit. I've noticed anymore. now.
1: I watch you edit.
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> don't care. Don't fucking bother. Yeah, exactly. Because what's the point? I'm gonna cut it out.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. You just you're okay with ma- making more work for editing, Mark. I'm trying to not make more work for editing, Mark, if I can avoid it.
0: You heard yourself talk. You're never making less work for editing work lately, right? You know that. There you go. Hey,
1: you could have some burps and coughs. That fucking burp last week <laughs> killed me.
0: Mine or right yours? In the middle
1: of a sentence. Yours. It's happened <laughs> for both for both of us like a couple oh, of sure. times. Yeah. So sure. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I think I'm
0: hosting, right? Am I hosting or are you hosting? Oh, no, you this, are hosting. This Fuck. Is yeah, my... I was the last time. Yeah. It's a DC comics episode that I'm hosting. I know. It is, yeah. Exactly. I'm just like
1: assuming. Well, it's 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 weird because it's yeah, it's DC, but it's also kind of wrestling-y, and so
0: there's some John Cena to talk about tonight, which is yeah, uh interesting. A I guess lot of have veins. To a lot I of veins. To, I have to apologize for the amount of shit talking I used to do for John Cena, like back in the day. When he was in WWE because I used to fucking hate him when he was like (laughs) the goody goody champ was around for a decade, like just wouldn't go away. And then like he went away and I was like, oh, I kind of miss Cena. And now he's in all this other shit. And I'm like, I don't miss Cena in wrestling. I just want to watch him fucking basically just want to watch him play Peacemaker now (laughs) all the time. Yeah. So there's that. We'll get to that at the end of the episode, though. First, we've got just the nerdiest news to do but for, like have we introduced the what, show do you want to, no i don't you didn't introduce the show yet mark well, you tried to cut me off motherfucker. <laughs> so i got it I, I, fuck, I fucked up your cabbage patch yeah totally fucking just fucked up my cabbage patch exactly so <laughs> welcome back everybody this is dance robot dance we are at episode 290 i'm mark i'm here with tim
1: aquaman fucks fish
0: <sighs> yeah yeah fuck you barry i just like the <laughs> yeah. you know spoilers sorry you know let's not get into it right away because that's a <laughs> that was a lot of fun so either way yeah. so we'll start with the nerdy news we got to start with a sad like just the saddest possible fucking nerdy news this week ivan reitman director of i mean everything but basic ghostbusters passed away last week on february 12th uh, of 70 at 75 years old i don't did they actually list a cause of death for him yet i, didn't I see. don't
1: think i didn't see that so, they did yeah mm, it did sound like it was sudden though yes it didn't sound like it was like a long illness or anything
0: well, I mean, he was had just been doing interviews and stuff for Afterlife, right? Like, I yeah, just seen yeah. him actively kind of, like, within around and, like, year. doing interviews within with Jason and the rest of the cast for Afterlife. Because he had, he had played Egon Spangler in the movie, apparently. Like, he was the body double in a lot mm-hmm. of those shots. So, yeah, sad. Like, Ivan Reitman, I mean, basically directed my childhood. Like, Ghostbusters is still, like, my favorite movie of all time and informs way too much of my day-to-day life. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Not to say fucking... Meatballs, Stripes, yeah, Kindergarten no Cop, Dave Junior, Twins, fuck, like a stripes. lot of just yeah, Stripes, Bill Murray,
0: basically. Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, You put those two guys in a movie, Oof. yeah, and Ivan Reitman directing. Just sign me up. They should have done more, yeah. Should have done more. Anyway, uh Ivan Reitman, sadly, well, well, you'll be missed. So.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And we're moving on quickly to somewhat like we have good news in that we know where Battle Carl saw. Like we just missed this as we recorded last week's episode, (laughs) apparently. But they announced that the last season of Better Call Saul will be split in half, and the first half of it will premiere on April 18th, and the second half will air on July 8th, or begin airing on July 11th. So it's not a huge wait. So you're going to be going April 18th to May 23rd, and then the final six episodes will go from July 11th through August 15th. And then we're done with Better Call Saul, and I will have to cry. Just cry because my favorite show's over
1: i guess i'll be waiting for like the uh, next season of fargo after that probably it'll be my next big one the, like that's like yeah. not like straight up genre kind of show
0: yeah it's, uh, if this is my only like non-genre show that isn't fargo right like i got i and I, even that i kind of consider it genre because it's so like it's almost literally weird so yeah. like yeah i kind of consider that almost genre the way i would consider like twin peaks genre i guess yeah
1: so yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna miss Better Call Saul. Fuck, that's like just the best
1: show. Yeah. Anyway, one that one I think is if I have if I can find the time, I'd like to do a straight up like rewatch of the first five scenes before before them. But I don't know if I will.
0: I was thinking about actually doing like what I want to do is I want it to end and then I want to watch all of Saul and then do Breaking Bad again because I haven't done Breaking Bad since that finale either. I'd be thinking I think it'd be fun to watch all of it all over again.
1: Yeah, Breaking Um, Bad. I think I've done three times all the way through now.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: At least twice. I watched it when it aired. Like, I
0: actually watched it as it aired. So I had to wait for a lot. And I started in season two. Mm. Oh, God, the yeah, waits didn't. between years. Oh,
1: <laughs> I didn't pick it up until like, it was what? Six,
0: six total. Yeah. I didn't pick well, it up until like a three bunch or four, sports. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was like The Sopranos and you are just like constantly like, it was, and that was another show I was an early adopter on. Like I got into The Sopranos in like the second season, like on DVD mm. in the second season. And then just like the waiting around for fucking seasons to happen. Just the most miserable experience ever. You did it right and that you waited till the end to watch (laughs) it all. So, yeah, do that. Speaking of shows that I'm debating whether I want to wait till the end to watch it all. Stranger Things has announced that it is going to be ending in its fifth season and that the season four that is coming out imminently this summer will be supersized and split in half. Also, Uh, everybody loves doing these like double cocked seasons where you get like
1: two little bounces of social
0: media engagement throughout the
1: year. This one is going to be yeah, interesting because Netflix doesn't usually do that. Like these seasons that are, you know, drop the whole thing all at once. It's not often that they do, you know, two drops, right? Like yeah. it's, it's common for a series that are airing week to week to do like, okay, we're going to do our first like six or seven and then the latter half, like there's gonna be a, a, a gap of a month or two in between or something like that.
0: Yeah, it looks like so. Uh, so you'll get beginning of May you'll get the first half like the first I guess I'll say six episodes of out of the 12 or whatever. Yes 27th 20,
1: Yeah, day before my birthday
0: and then the second half arrives a few weeks later, which yep. is
1: weird. The second half comes on July 1st. So a little over a month.
0: Yeah, and then uh, uh, the next year we'll be getting season five which will be the end of Stranger Things mm-hmm. which like I mean, it's, I don't, I can't even say it's it's worn its welcome out with me. It's just that, like, because the season is so long in between seasons now, it feels like, like, when was season? Yeah,
1: it has just, it's dropped off a lot in terms of, you know, just, I think, public interest and and chatter and that kind of thing.
0: Like, how old are these fucking kids going to be by the time this comes (laughs) out? Because, like, Finn Wolfhard, we just saw him in Ghostbusters. He looks like he's 26 now yeah his so voice
1: like, has changed <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah, they're gonna be doing some de-aging to these kids now i think well, some of them are in college now right like i think yeah. uh the yeah a couple of them have gone college are they are the older i,
0: don't
1: know, ones I think, think i think the kids are supposed to be like seniors or something like that in this season because i think it was i don't know i don't know we'll see
0: either way yeah stranger things is coming back so like if you're a stranger things fan i know we've watched them so there's that so much Paramount news in that it is now not Viacom <laughs> CBS and is just now Paramount all together all the time at the corporate level. So we'll just be mm-hmm. referring to it as Paramount now. Uh, has announced just all the Star Trek. The first and foremost and top line headline is that they are doing Star Trek 4 with the Kelvinverse cast. The, the joke that I've seen over and over again is they're doing Star Trek 4 with the original cast. No, 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 not that original cast. Yeah. Because there's only two of three of them left. Three. Yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. There's four Shatner, uh, Nichelle Nichols,
1: Nichelle Nichols, and uh, Chekhov, oh, we'll
0: Chekhov, Chekhov's still around, mm-hmm. and Sulu's still around. Sorry, yeah. I don't know their names. Walter Koenig, Hershey and, K and Kirstie yeah. K. yeah, so I mean, I guess they could do that. I'd be, I'd be all for seeing Shatner. Shatner looks pretty fucking good in his 90s, but no, <laughs> we're getting uh, Chris Pine start the Calvin versus Star Trek 4. Which... I don't,
1: I'm done with Angry Grandpa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I Shatner. Shatner. Yeah. I don't think I need Angry ga- Grandpa, Captain Kirk.
0: I'm done with Angry Grandpa, Shatner, Kirk, Picard, and Stewart at this point. I just—I'm <laughs> almost ready for like let's get Angry Grandpa, Avery Brooks to come in and kick the shit out of both of them. So <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. But you know, there. what are you gonna do? I really don't want to watch Star Trek. <laughs> it's basically what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> so well, some stuff has moved around. I don't know exactly. I'm like like the Star Trek Four rumor is—it's a rumor—and J.J. Abrams has confirmed that he's coming back to do something with it. It will be directed by Matt Shackman, who was the director of WandaVision, and they mm-hmm. are speaking to Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, that whole cast about coming back. Nobody has signed anything yet, but they want it to happen. So, what the fuck I mean, is
1: Zachary Quinto doing these days? That he's—I mean, the only person out
0: of out of that bunch that I see re- working regularly is Chris Pine.
1: Yeah, Zoe Saldana's got the Guardians
0: movies. I mean, regularly. So I guess yeah. I mean, like she's a Yeah, that's right. I forgot she's in those because like, she kind of, they, they killed her. <laughs> right like and they, they killed br- her in and infinity they it
1: and then yeah now they're bringing and then they her, back. Kind of brought her back that's right so yeah. oh
0: <laughs> yeah this time travel shit that's gonna be a headache mm-hmm. although i mean i guess i have faith in the guy who's fucking doing it because he crushed it this week so there you go yeah so there's this transformers movie the rise of beasts which is apparently a new trilogy beginning in 2023 not super happy about trilogy <laughs> work talks but you know what are you gonna do a CG animated movie will be coming in 2024, and a new Transformers animated show will start on Nickelodeon called Earth Spark, which looks CG and cartoonish, which is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over CG Transformers for the time being.
0: Yeah, same here. I won't be watching. This is a
1: kid's one, though. This one's very,
0: like, directed at the children, so, like, that's not the ones I usually end up watching or, like, paying attention to, so... Yeah, they also announced Sonic the Hedgehog two will be coming to theaters on April eighth. I mean, don't know why that nightmare of like a set of movies is continuing to happen. But they ca- did you know they cast Idris Elba as Knuckles? Yes, That's I have heard that. Happening. That is
1: just mind boggling.
0: Okay, you know. Anyway, I mean, Halo shows coming in March. I'm kind of excited yeah. for that one. A new sci-fi at this point, like after Expanse, I just need new sci-fi basically. And Star Trek's really not fucking doing it. Have you started watching Discovery yet? Or like what's they've been putting out? Yeah,
1: I'm on like the fourth. did the, the one episode that was like kind of watchable because it had a self-contained storyline. Surprise, surprise, which apparently they, they can still, they still know how to do in Star Trek, which was the Tilly and the cadets getting stranded mm-hmm. on that planet kind of thing. Fucking fine storyline. Look, you can do one-off storylines. And then it's back to the Navarre fucking having... Yeah. All this horseshit and Saru having a crush on the Navar ambassador and episode
0: nine aired this week. I haven't watched it yet. I can't bring myself to watch any of them so far this year. So like I ended it, I got to episode seven at the end of last year and like Mm -hmm. since they've come back, I'm just like, no, no, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to have to crush that and Picard like in a weekend. I'm just going to like start taking heroin and just go for it (laughs) and see if I can get through them anyway. A new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film being produced by Seth Rogen will be like hit okay. in 2023. I think he did the last one, maybe. I don't care. I think he voiced somebody in the last one, but I don't know. Either way, man, they're making Blues Clues movies again. Um, did you see this thing? I don't know how excited you We're are about basically. Beavis and Buttheads, like the, this Beavis and Butthead reboot.
1: I always watch more fucking Beavis and Butthead. Fair enough.
0: So there's that. I know there was apparently a trailer that was shown for Strange New Worlds. But that has been scrubbed from the internet and Paramount has not released it to the public. Oh, really? Hmm. So I don't know if there was controversy. I, nobody saw it, as far as I know. Like, it was on a uh, sizzle reel they had done for this announcement of them becoming Paramount, like just Paramount now. Mm-hmm. And I guess it aired once and then hasn't like, re aired. And that show, like, we have trailers for shit that comes out like six months after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I haven't seen a trailer for Strange New Worlds yet. Like, that fucking... Well, here we can talk about it right now. Lord of the Rings had a trailer as part of the Super Bowl ro- rollout. It did. That show comes out, like, in the fall,
1: right? Yeah, that's uh, September 2nd is when it premieres, during Dragon Con. So I've, I've
0: seen a trailer for that, but I have not seen a trailer for Strange New Worlds. I feel like I should be concerned about that. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Yeah, let's move over to actually what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to get into the Super Bowl stuff or do you want to talk about Futurama real quick and just talk about Joe DiMaggio still eh, holding go? I
1: don't have much to say about that. It's just Joe DiMaggio or John DiMaggio thinks he done. should be paid more and that's basically it.
0: Yeah, I agree with them. They should all be paid more. <laughs> all right. Uh the Super Bowl happened last weekend. Did you watch any of it? Or like nope, see just the trailers. Did you see the halftime show? Nope you watch the halftime show it was dope shit i had a good time with that
1: no I, I thought about going back and watching the halftime show afterwards but i've been fucking busy <laughs>
0: it was worth it I had, a, I had a good time watching uh trey and snoop like do their thing i didn't recognize 50 cent actually like when he kind of came down I, he's, he's pretty pudgy compared to what i remember him looking well, every like.
1: time you see him he's got three more bullets in his face or some shit so i guess yeah absolutely but yeah <laughs> he comes like he swings down and i was like wait
0: who is that i was like <laughs> That's not like Kendrick Lamar. He's way too big. To be. Oh, that's Fitty. Oh, shit. He's not looking good. Anyway, <laughs> but I had fun with it. You know, what are you going to do? And The Rock opened it. The Rock did like a promo to intro. Oh, okay. Super Bowl and stuff that. Yeah. Oh, there was stuff on YouTube the next day. I was like, oh, cool. The Rock and Dr. Dre. I am on board. I'm a 90s kid. What more can <laughs> I possibly ask for? Yeah. So Super Bowl trailers happened, though. And uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about Lord of the Rings first so that uh, you can rant and then we can talk about cool Marvel <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah, so there's a 1 minute trailer for The Lord of the Rings The Rings of Power. It was the first time we'd seen any like video footage of any of these characters. I sat on a like Discord server with a bunch of fellow Tolkien nerds from the Mythopoeic Society and we like dissected it, watched the fucking thing over and over. My biggest takeaways one are I really like that opening shot at the the port, which is is Númenor for anybody that knows what that is. Uh, that looked really really nice and also that area where there's like a gold tree and sort of like an elven council, which is in Linden, which is sort of Northwestern middle earth. That also looked really pretty. Yeah. I mean, I, we'd seen all the characters already. I don't know. I, I saw some stuff in there that I got excited about. And then there were a couple things that I was like, wait, what the fuck is that? So.
0: Okay, cool. I mean, they didn't like People were bitching it looked cheap. It looked like unfinished, so that's fair. Like it needed a, it definitely needed a, a noise layer on it or something like that to make yeah, it. Yeah, it's six a months more. away. Yeah, that's what, that's not the other thing. I was like, it's six months away. These are unfinished effects, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I have to watch it. So like, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but it looks okay. It looks all right to me so far. For one of these <laughs> big fantasy shows that I have very little interest in, like just generally. The the other two trailers though, so like I'm interested that you sat there and watched the Lord of the Rings trailer on repeat because I sat there and watched that Doctor Strange trailer. <laughs> like 15 fucking times because let my friend let me tell you about the movie that i'm looking forward to you and that's dr strange and the multiverse of fucking insanity or whatever it's gonna be called <laughs> yes because holy shit does that look fucking awesome like the second trailer, the first trailer looked good and i was like oh i'm on board the second trailer like oh no this is a horror movie directed by sam raven yeah and like crazy shit's gonna happen and also you heard fucking patrick stewart in there somewhere and then like that's yes. it he's just gone it was like what
1: is happening? just his voice yeah in in <sighs> some sort of in between worlds kind of space or whatever and now everybody's talking about the illuminati and shit and yeah. i don't know yeah. i might if they do this again and they tease fucking fox x-men shit in the mcu and they fucking pull it back out if they just the tip us again yeah. with fucking like fox x-men shit I am going to lose my goddamn mind. I'm excited for you to lose your goddamn mind, then.
0: Actually, because I, I want them to tease us until everybody's going insane, and then I want them to reboot everything just to <laughs> drive everybody insane. Because I have no interest in having. I love Patrick Stewart. I, but he's ninety goddamn years old and does not still need to be captain. <laughs> or
1: actually, he doesn't professor need to e. be professor, <laughs> professor X at I'm all not, anymore. Like I'm not fucking I'm like not you know if we're gonna do it this way this is bring McAvoy in actually that would really fuck
0: things up right because he was there for <laughs> Star Trek yeah. or in no he was in Marvel sorry never mind yeah bring well,
1: McAvoy that's the thing in. is I, like I'm not super fucking you know nine to midnight fucking hard to have the Fox X-Men in the MCU Yeah, but I just don't want them to fucking like tease it and then not do it like it's just half-assing it right I would just ra- I'd rather they either just fucking pull the trigger get over it do it it's gonna be messy as shit and Yeah. Just do it or fucking just bring in totally new x-men yeah like one or the other
0: <laughs> yeah i think they're just having fun with the multiverse shit because of spider-man now like they I think they can get away they, they feel like they can get away with teasing us a little bit with it and now they're just going to do that yeah. whatever i mean i was on board did you watch the moon knight
1: trailer no i didn't i, I didn't want to say i did enjoy the multiverse of madness trailer it looks yeah. fucking fun we saw america chavez in there too he's a new character to the mcu
0: yeah, it's gonna be cool seeing America Chavez actually like on screen. I'm really like I'm really interested in how they're gonna be handling all these second gen characters now. They've really got like a basically a full team of young Avengers ready to go with America mm-hmm. Chavez now too. Like Jesus, you get a Miles in there, you're basically done. So I don't know. Uh yeah. So Moon Knight. I mean, it just looks. Actually, I'm kind of in- interested in this Moon Knight show because it looks way darker than I was gonna give Marvel, like Marvel and Disney Plus, any credit for doing shows. Mm -hmm. bring me the daredevil show at this point
1: yeah we'll see how much of that is just like marketing like spin and how much of it is like the actual show has that tone but uh yeah i mean the the marketing for it definitely frames it as pretty fucking like dark and well he was saying he's pretty brutal or whatever kind of thing yeah
0: he's been interviewed and saying like no Moon Knight, we're not pulling punches like he's gonna be pretty vicious and i'm like well how vicious like matt murdoch vicious because like (laughs) (laughs) I have a direct comparison to another show that I would like to make, just to make sure so I know where I'm going to be, you know, trailing my violent.
1: That show that is not popping up on Disney Plus as of March 1st? Yeah, not as of, yeah, as of right now,
0: as of this recording. Who knows?
1: They've already announced the new stuff that's coming to Disney Plus as of March 1st, and the Marvel Netflix shit is not in there.
0: (laughs) They're waiting till they can announce a show. You know they're waiting till they can announce something with one of those properties, Right? Like, what's the, like, it'll be the biggest win for them possible. Hey, guess what? We're, we're doing a new Daredevil show. Everybody signed up. Here are the shows back. Yeah. It's the I'd best be PR move they could if that, possibly fucking move. If that's, that's what probably, happens, that'd be great. I think that's what's happening. I've seen some scuttlebutt that that might be kind of the thing that's happening. So we'll see what happens. I love this. I love the waiting for rumor shit to kind of like be confirmed or denied one way or the other. So, yeah. God, I want this fucking Doctor Strange movie just like right now in my eyeballs. It looks so <laughs> fucking good. There was a trailer for the Star Wars Old Republic game that is coming out from I want to say Quantic Dreams.
1: I did not see that one.
0: It looks cool. It's very CGI. It's also very like the Jedi are evil. Like they steal the children, blah blah blah. Like that looks what the story is gonna be. Mm-hmm. But it the visuals look cool. And I think that's a cinematic-y kind of game, so we'll have to see how that actually rolls together but yeah star wars trailer looks pretty interesting nintendo was closing the 3ds and wii u shops in 2023 and has no plans to offer classic content in other ways nintendo's back catalog being just a bad question just
1: a disaster
0: oh yeah just the uh like, yeah it's, i don't know I, what I, mean, I love
1: nintendo shit but i will fully fucking criticize them for fucking up availability to old games Oh yeah, it's uh, as basically a Nintendo fan who's there
0: for the old games more than anything at this point. Like, I've had long conversations with Paul about like, why can I not just sit down on my Switch and play any fucking Metroid game that I want? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, like it or Zelda or whatever, like any of these classic giant franchises. Sure, charge me twenty bucks a month to have access to them all. Exactly, the
1: fucking Switch is powerful enough to run those emulators, no problem.
0: Uh, maybe not the fucking like Wii U emulator or whatever because it's basically the same hardware but then again you can basically just like port it and run. Yeah, natively. you just port it at that
1: so, point yeah you don't fucking run an emulator
0: I don't know I don't know Nintendo it just means if you have 3DS shit that you want to play go fucking buy it now I guess I don't know I only have five games on my 3DS and they're all like it's two Marios two Zeldas and a Metroid and that's fucking it so <laughs> I don't know what else is on there to play but obviously some like I mean the 3DS was hugely popular and like the Wii U You know, I mean, that was hooked up to my TV for like six whole months, I think, before the Switch (laughs) came out or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Nintendo, come on, man. Give me just let me play the Metroids.
1: Make it easy. (laughs) Why do you think I had to buy fucking Alicia consoles so that she'd play (sighs) all those Zelda games? I just,
0: man, man, I might cut this out, but just fucking emulate. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's not accurate, accurate, but fuck it. The last bit of news I have is that uh, finally, what feels like the first real Sony first party game is coming out for a PS5, Horizon Zero oh, fuck, not Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden Horizon West launches, Forbidden West. <laughs> uh, as of actually midnight as we're recording this, we're about three hours away from launch. The reviews have all been pretty good. I've pre-ordered my Deluxe Edition. I actually paid the full price for it. I'm going in. I want to play Horizon. <laughs> I'm dying to play this committed. game with. Yeah, the first one was amazing. Uh, one of my favorite PS4 games, and if uh, this year holds out still, and we don't get Ragnarok the way most people are estimating that we will not be getting God of War, uh, this will probably be my game of the year at the end of the year. So, I love the first one. It's.
1: I was going to say this is only the second game in that series, right? Yeah, so Zero Dawn, and then, this one, and then this. This is ostensibly, I would call
0: this uh, Sony Zelda like i would definitely think this is a this is definitely a series i think you should take a look at at some point like, they're very fun they're very big like long open world kind of games but like man they are i love the the aesthetic of the world and they just play like butter and the reviews man the visuals i'm like i'm so glad i got the ps5 and the 4k shit all set up already because goddamn does this game look good on ps5 so far it Doesn't look like it's a slouch on ps4 but it definitely looks really fucking amazing on ps5 so good thing we got those decks i guess that was all i had in oh you know what one more thing sorry um i wanted to i don't know when this is actually happening but keep an eye out on the hero initiative website they will be Mm. doing a reprint of the jla avengers trade paperback in honor and in support of george perez who is you know in the middle of fighting cancer or probably losing that battle at this point i think he's kind of officially said he's kind of just going to let the disease run its course. The new yep. book will be two hundred eighty-eight pages, full color, softbound trade paperback, basically with sixty-four pages of companion content. Seven thousand copies. Yeah, seven thousand copies. The introduction in there is like the, the original introduction that Stan Lee wrote and Julius Schwartz. So like they actually co-wrote that also. Uh, I have a copy of the original trade somewhere around here, but um, I've got
1: the fucking <laughs> I have <the> Yeah, <laughs> which are we're we're having this conversation. Those things are fucking. For a 20 year old book, those things have gone up in value by four or five times each kind of thing. Like they're worth, you're going for like 25 bucks, well, 25 Canadian each on eBay now.
0: In the age where everybody's basically calling for DC and Marvel to do a cinematic crossover now, the last time they did a comic book crossover would probably be a lot of interest to a lot of people. And you tag on the unfortunate news about George, then, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of interest in this. I think 7,000 is fucking low. I think they should have doubled that. They could have sold it. Like daily Avengers getting reprinted by George Perez, and like with the current state of the world, fuck, I'd buy two,
1: you know. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, the story itself, I don't remember being amazing. I mean, it's 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 you know a forced kind of crossover, but the art is just amazing. You get to see fucking George Perez like drawing all these iconic fucking characters from the big two and fighting each other and shit. Like, who could who could want anything more?
0: George Perez is like he's easily one of the like those big five hundred pound gorillas in the comic world. Like you didn't when he did a book, you fucking ran to pick up that book back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, whenever he relaunched, they relaunched Avengers, and he used to show back up to relaunch Avengers. Fuck me, I was right there for Avengers number one because it was George Perez and like yeah. music or something like that. So I was on board. Uh, yeah, his the stuff, the work in JLA Avengers is some of the best comic book work I've ever seen. He was the master, and he is like still the master. So go pick that shit up. Hopefully. It'll help him spend his last days on this planet in great comfort as yes. he should be because a lot of smiles on a lot of faces growing up. So there you go. Uh, that was it for the news I had this week. Do you have anything else you want to, uh, I wanted us to tackle?
1: Yeah. had A few other things. Number one, we'll probably end up talking about it, but our media, the episode got renewed for a second season.
0: Yes, well, I was—I had that in there to just kind of bring up at the top of that. <laughs> time so. with
1: that. DC in more inexplicable... I have a lot of things that I just don't understand happening this week. DC's making a Wonder Twins movie. Oh, shit. I did see that.
0: And you Riff. know what I think happened? I think it broke my brain so hard I fucking <laughs> forgot to write it in here. I can't
1: I was like, think of why? a more difficult, why? just fucking mind-boggling property to try and turn into a live action fucking movie it's adam Steikiel, who has uh, involved in in the black adam movie is writing and directing this live action feature movie it's for hbo max though so it's not like gonna go into theaters so i think they're doing maybe kind of like the back route where they're trying to like pump some stuff onto there to appeal to like Teenage, young adult kind of audiences, but I don't fucking know. Makes anybody that knows like Super Friends and shit like that, one remembers a Wonder Twins, one of them can turn into animals, one of them can turn into different kinds of water, like ice or liquid water or steam.
0: Oh man, I watched Super Friends, man. I was there. Like,
1: for fuck's sake. I know.
0: There was nothing else when we were <sighs> kids, man. We had to watch that shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We got some updates on that alien TV show that Noah Hawley is making.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just forgot about this Uh, one.
1: He said he's not doing it until after the next season of Fargo, but he did give, or uh, he and the chief of FX, uh, John Landgraf sort of gave some, a little bit of sort of plot outline of it. They're saying that it's going to take place late 21st century. So not like distant future pre all the Ripley stuff. And it is going to be set on Earth and it's going to have to do with it's a misnomer to call this an alien show. Right. And we've kind of they've been hesitant to call it an alien show. They're just saying it's set in that universe. And so it sounds like it's going to be like transhumanist, like humanity is becoming obsessed with prolonging life and trying to achieve immortality and shit like that. And so it has to do with the companies that are trying to achieve that. So, I mean, it's weird transhumanist futurist shit from noah holly so that sounds like it could be really cool
0: why set it in the alien universe then
1: <laughs> i don't know i'm sure it sounds like they're going to involve and Utani in some way and maybe you know plant some it's if they're going to prequel some prequels it sounds like
0: <laughs> <sighs> i did read that story too and but like it just it felt like a non-story where it was like yeah we're just doing it right now so yeah
1: yeah but then they gave a little bit of information. I don't know. Read the whole
0: article, I guess. I must have read the top <laughs> line. I'm just just like, this isn't really a story, I guess. But all
1: right. Uh, in, in news that is going to directly impact future travel plans for me, Disney parks have now made masks optional for vaccinated people. They are still either recommend, depending what coast you're on, either requiring or recommending masks for unvaccinated people. But they're definitely not checking if people are vaccinated.
0: Yeah, basically, like, killed my idea to go to see tool in a couple weeks. Was it, like, no masks required anymore? And I'm like, I'm not going to a Buffalo dirtbag show with no masks. (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah. I love Tool, but I don't love Tool that much. Not COVID much, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Suck it. I don't
1: know. So. I mean, we'll still be we're we're gonna be in Disneyland a couple of weeks from now, but we will definitely be wearing our masks when we're indoors yeah, with oh people. Shit, eh? So, like, we've got you know good N95 masks and shit. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I wasn't as surprised about that for Florida, California kind of surprised me on that one. But
0: it was like everybody's just like, "Fuck it, like it's over. Let it run rampant and kill a bunch of people. Like nobody yeah, gets including shit Ontario. <laughs> yeah, although well, no, I know that's what I'm specifically speaking about is my
1: home province where. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't want to be right about that, but we'll see. (sighs) More just confusing Disney shit. Disney's getting back into the community planning business. So they have like that Pleasantville celebration city near Disney World. And now they're going to start making, they've got this new brand called like Story Living, where they're going to make communities, like master plan communities with like Disney touches and shit to them. So the first one that they're planning is near Palm Springs, where I'm actually going to be in a couple weeks for a wedding. And it's, there's going to be like 2000 residences in Rancho Mirage, which is near Palm Springs. I don't fucking know this guy. I'm a Disney guy, but this stuff just feels weird and creepy to me when you get this far into it. What you just
0: described was the most dystopic thing I've ever heard in my life. And I kind of (laughs) want to die.
1: Right. (laughs) the uncharted movie comes out like tomorrow as we're recording this and it's already just getting terrible reviews surprise surprise
0: some nice poster art i've seen this week came out from it uh but other than that yeah i mean poor tom holland you know what are you gonna do (laughs) not spider-man he just can't fucking get a win have you watched that movie he's in with ray uh no uh, No, i I couldn't bring myself it is legitimately so badly put together, like, assembled, that it physically hurt me to watch it. <laughs> like, by about an hour in, I'm like, I fucking love these two actors. Like, I really, like, I really like Tom Holland. I think he's pretty good. And I cannot remember her name right now. But I You're think right? she's pretty good, too. Yeah. What is her name? Yeah, fuck. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. That's it. Thank you. Daisy Ridley. Very talented actress, also. And I'm just like, man, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, I would rather watch Rise of Skywalker again than watch that piece. Like, oh, anyway. Speaking
1: of Tom Holland playing Spider Man, the very last thing that I had is oh, yeah. the Academy trying to fucking find a way to acknowledge, you know, movies that aren't fucking tear jerking dramas.
0: Self jerking dramas at this yeah, point.
1: Do you remember a few years ago when they said, like, we're going to do like a vote for like a popular movie Oscar? And it was really just because they knew that they were just going to ignore black Panther otherwise. And it was just massively fuck had like a huge fucking pop culture resonance. And then people called them on that and they are like, all right, we're going to hold off on this. Now they're bringing that back, except they're letting people vote in the cesspool of the internet, Twitter. So expect, you know, fucking Ben Shapiro's daily wire movies to win Best popular film at this year's Oscars. It'll be Gina, Gina Carano will fucking win Best best Popular Actress because all the fucking Nazis on Twitter will be voting in droves.
0: I'm trying to figure out when I died and went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like, I, I figured I don't remember killing myself, so it must have been in like an accident or like I just didn't wake up or something like that. And I've been in hell ever since, right? Like, I got to figure this out. I got to start tracking the timeline backwards because I feel like none of this fucking makes sense anymore. Like, nothing about what our existence... That is also a
1: dystopian headline.
0: I think I'm broken as a human now. (laughs) Let's do Geek of the Week. All right.
1: Geek of the Week.
0: This is the segment where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we did this week. Tim, we'll start with you. (laughs)
1: Been this is not just this past week, but over for a few weeks right now, I've been getting more into the New York Times crossword puzzles. And it's in part just because I have a New York Times subscription, because like they do some some of their journalism is pretty good, some of it's dog shit. But so I have the app and everything. So I started doing, they have like just this mini crossword, which I've been doing every day because it takes like a minute or two, and it's kind of like Wordle, right? It's like one of those things you can just like quickly it's just a fun little puzzle keep your mind a little sharp challenge yourself a bit Uh, and then I've been doing some of their full puzzles too although for anybody that knows those they get harder throughout the week so like I can do the Monday and Tuesday ones relatively easily by the time it gets to Wednesday it's taken taken me like a half an hour to do it I was like I don't have fucking a half an hour to an hour of my day to fucking put towards this so I do them sometimes like you know if I'm on the can or something like that I'll, I'll Get through as much as I can, but I've been I've been enjoying them. Just you know, again, another one of those things just to fucking keep my like stuck at home COVID brain a little perked up. Cool.
0: I'm very excited to be doing a podcast with my grandfather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fair. That is fair.
0: So for me, my geek of the week was mostly just like customer service oriented. In that my AirPods broke, and I hate <laughs> don't have AirPods. So I had to take them in. Thankfully, there is a service station for Apple products that's not in Burlington anymore for Southern Ontario. And Niagara is now being serviced by like a, like a BDs down here. You can get your Apple shit repaired there kind of thing. Because it used to be like, fuck, have fun hiking to Burlington. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, my AirPods. I've never had like a pair of AirPods to shit the bed and then get them serviced. I never thought like getting earphone service would be a thing that I would do in my adult years but was well, it $200. actually
1: service or was it just fucking depot swap basically
0: they literally just swapped them yeah, yeah i don't know what they do they just swap. Them. i brought them in and they're like what's wrong with them and like the membrane on the left side it sounded like sympathetic rattly or something well it just it sounded to me it sounded like a loose drum head basically yeah. like i was getting a sympathetic kick kind of mm-hmm. response everything i listened to it was driving me insane so they were like yeah okay fine we'll send them in and they sent them in and both of them got RM8 or whatever they do, like diagnostics to, to have failed, whatever Apple's policy is. And, I'm like, yeah, we just replaced them both. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take new AirPods, I guess. But man, it's a long three days when I don't have AirPods to like walk the dog or barbecue or draw yeah. or, you know, whatever. I just like go out in public. That's what I noticed.
1: You actually have to listen to people out in public.
0: Yeah. Jesus. You want to talk about my, my personal health, being in a grocery store in St. Catharines without any kind of hearing
1: impedance. Having to listen to people.
0: And having to listen to the people around me fucking talk. This is the worst. So, <laughs> just don't take my ear pods away from me, basically. Like, I need to have headphones at all times. Anyway, meat of the episode time. I will kill every man, woman, and child to get peace, Tim, is what I'm trying to tell you.
1: <laughs> meat of the episode, alien-possessed
0: meat were we expecting tropes to not be tropes for a peacemaker show, Tim? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It fucking worked for me. Absolutely. Uh so yeah, we are talking about HBO Max's and James Gunn's and John Cena's Peacemaker. Um we're probably gonna talk about a lot of parts of John Cena. Not just his peacemaker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his <laughs> big throbbing veins. <laughs> <talking> massive
0: Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> it is tiny, this part it is propensity with this character for tiny whities all oh, yeah. the time every episode <laughs> uh yeah we watched peacemaker this week and uh i mean it's not difficult to say that we both enjoyed the shit out of it i think so, so absolutely top level thoughts
1: tim uh, t- top level thoughts it was just a fucking riot it uh it was so well written fucking humor yeah. was fantastic some like genuinely awesome performances like surprisingly good performances uh and at the same time actually touched on a lot of like solid and yet sadly relevant theme material as well. So yeah, I really enjoyed it for the most part. I had like, I've like one significant gripe with it, but besides that it was just having a great time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Cause like uh, my top level, no spoiler thoughts is exactly the same. Like I totally dug it. I was blown away by some of the performances. Like I'm going to apologize profusely for the amount of shit. I used to talk about John Cena (laughs) again, holy shit man you impressed the crap out of me i basically feel like i need all the actors in my life now to come out of uncle vince's connecticut acting school for hams that's what i want like that's what i need is uncle vince teaching everybody how to act right (laughs) but i I mean the story is a very like stock run-of-the-mill c-lister saves the day and like kind of in a bumbling way but it works fucking perfectly and like the humor is great like the writing's almost impeccable. I, I, I really I'm curious what your gripe is. Cause I'm like, <laughs> we we'll get there. What's there to bitch about here? Like anything that I could bitch about, I can write off because the show's so also just completely fucking ridiculous. Yes. They made six Aquaman fucks fish jokes during this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, almost one an episode. It was basically one an episode, and it was <laughs> hilarious. And then they had Aquaman fucking show up. <sighs> and Peacemaker make the joke to his fucking face.
0: The best is the fucking Flash totally be like, wait, that's not a rumor? And it'd be like, fuck you, Barry. That's the best. (laughs) That was the best. Because this Barry's a piece of shit. (laughs) And really likes (laughs) likes grinding fucking Arthur's gears, which is always, you know. I mean, that always makes the super team. If the super team's bitching at each other, you know they're working at 100% efficiency, basically. (laughs) But uh, before we get into too much more, like, blowing this show that's basically <laughs> what we're gonna be doing i'm assuming it sounds like let's try to keep this to a fucking dull roar also personally because there's eight episodes <laughs> i'm, I'm gonna attempt yeah but I, why don't we get through the plot of peacemaker tim
1: all right so we pick up with peacemaker in the hospital having recovered from his injuries in the suicide squad but there's nobody there to take him back to jail so he's just like okay i'm just gonna leave he just grabs his shit and leaves but then there's a, an undercover agent, one of the nurses, who watches him and calls it in. That's, like, legit where the first Aquaman fucks fish joke yes, happened. It's it like is In the first opening first, like, seconds of yeah, the- Where he's talking to his stoner buddy fucking janitor the or janitor, whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: fantastic. <laughs> the uh, taxi, he gets in a taxi that takes him to his trailer, which has been basically deserted while he's been in prison for, like, four years, which is, of course, painted, like, red, white, and blue, like, full patriotic, like, this is exactly where Peacemaker should live kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. He finds his phone, which is full of voicemails from vigilante. Who's another hero who thinks like Peacemaker's his best friend. And then the Argus squad shows up to bring him in. So this is Clemson Mern, who's played by Chikwudi Uji, who reports to Amanda Waller, Amelia Harcourt, who is played by Jennifer Holland, just a fucking smoke show leota out oh <laughs> who is played by daniel brooks uh who i know best from orange is the new black yeah uh, and is actually amanda waller's daughter and john economos who is played by steve aggie and harcourt and john economos we've seen in the suicide squad movie they were part of waller's team there and they need peacemaker to work for him to do like some contract killing to keep working off his sentence and he's like okay I'll do it but I gotta go see my dad first and his dad is so Peacemaker's real name is Christopher Smith and his dad is August Smith which goes by Augie Smith this guy's this is the guy that's played by Robert Patrick the T-1000 that yeah that liquid metal ain't holding together so well these days he's so fucking awesome though he's great yeah he's so good I mean he's great for the piece of fucking shit character he's playing because Augie Smith is like a total fucking nut job white supremacist but he also makes all of Peacemaker's gear for him. Well, so because he's
0: also like a, an out and out super villain, like yes, with a Iron find Man out. suit.
1: Yeah. 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 So, he, yeah, known as White Dragon. So while Peacemaker is at his dad's house, he grabs a new uniform and helmet because that's where all his backup shit is because his dad makes it for him. And his shit from Suicide Squad is just fucking trashed at this point. Yeah. Uh, this is also where he picks up Eagle, his pet eagle that. Proceeds to hug him, which is just absolutely fucking adorable. eagly's great. I love Eagle and everything about him. eagly for president, 100%. Yep. <laughs> he goes to a dinner with the rest of the team in full cosplay mode. This was in the trailer. <laughs> Fuck, this kills it's, me. He, he goes in with his fucking like chrome ass helmet on and they uh, talk about their target, who is a US senator. Vigilante, Vigilante's played by Freddie Stroma, is a busboy in the restaurant under like his secret identity, which is Adrian Chase. Peacemaker follows Harcourt to a bar and gets so turned on when Harcourt beats the shit out of a dude when that's like aggressively hitting on her. You can see him like fall in love with her in that moment. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect but peacemaker strikes out with harcourt instead hooks up with this woman in the bar that's like designed for us like an 80s hair metal groupie yeah basically made 100% for him yeah. uh, rails the fuck out of her in her bathroom like looking into the mirror and like having her scream like how good he is and shit and oh he's screaming freedom <laughs> while he's fucking banging yeah. her <laughs> And then we see Adabio talking to Waller on her webcam. That's how we find out that she's Amanda Waller's daughter, but the rest of the team doesn't know that she's Waller's daughter yet. Peacemaker puts on a record after he's fucked the shit of this woman and starts singing into her personal massager uh, in his tidy whiteies. Yeah, like he's
0: full on, basically naked, except for a pair of tidy whiteies. Yeah. And this is like the first of what eight of these scenes in this show. So, yeah.
1: But the, the girl then attacks him with a knife, and she's clearly like powered or meta or something. And yeah. it's just a fucking brutal fight. Like he throws her through a wall. He gets stabbed a bunch of times. Almost has his like head crushed between her hands. And then finally, he's just like, "Fuck this!" He jumps out of a window and falls like three or four fucking stories.
0: It's like the best butt monkey, eh? Like he just, he's just constantly taking a shit kicking in the early part of this. Uh, actually, yeah. no, the whole season, basically, it's just like him getting beat up.
1: So, oh yeah, absolutely. Him and Vigilante both just get yeah. the fucking shit kicked out of them constantly. He does get back to his car and he activates the sonic boom in his helmet, which totally fucking pulps this girl attacking him, just turns her yeah. into fucking road pizza. Yeah. But now Peacemaker's like, oh, I'm naked. Like, all I've got is my fucking tidy whities in my helmet. So he's got to go back up to her apartment because he wants to get his shit. And he's also fucking ruined his car and his car is yeah well i think it's his dad's car i don't know whatever it's,
0: but like yeah his ride is fucking destroyed yeah
1: he also he goes back and like grabs all his shit and also steals a bunch of this fucking woman's records i mean she's dead now and some other like cool shit he steals some of her fucking panties even though she yeah. just tried to kill him he's still like i still want this and then also like this alien device that he finds on her shelf uh but the cops are coming and so he's like calls the rest of the squad I'm just going to call them the squad or whatever. And they it says like, hey, can you guys give me a ride? I'm kind of fucked here. And then we watch him basically fall his way down the building from one balcony and rooftop to another. Like agility, clearly not this guy's strong suit. I mean, after he kidnaps a couple and like basically yes, like true. causes them to break up like <laughs> because he's, he
0: wants to fuck the wife or whatever. It's just and, like and he does and he does. Yeah. Yeah. With vigilante,
1: yeah, I was gonna say him. And vigilante, it's it's heavily implied that they fucking double team this woman.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean implied. <laughs> I mean they they double team the woman. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he he falls down the fucking building until he meets up with uh, Harcourt and Adebayo. and that that's like half that fucking second episode is him like falling down that fucking oh, yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in his, in his underpants with all this shit that he's trying to like steal from this woman's apartment. <laughs>
0: They just <laughs> murdered after sleeping with <laughs> Crazy.
1: the cops are looking for peacemaker so the squad like points them to Augie instead uh, just to like throw them off his trail they like switch out some fingerprints, fingerprints or something like that yeah. and to do it then peacemaker goes home after getting patched up like home to his trailer not to his dad's house and he has like a fucking breakdown like hitting himself talking about like how nobody likes him and he can't do anything right and like is like, oh, wait, this isn't just total fucking one dimensional caricature of a character. He actually does have some fucking depth to him. John Cena can
0: act also all, all yeah. of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, wait, yeah. what happened here?
1: <laughs> then Vigilante shows up in costume and they have like a whole because Peacemaker doesn't know Vigilante's secret identity because he's Vigilante is basically the. Little brother of one, some dude that fucking Peacemaker went to high school with. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a whole back and forth about Louis Sakade jerking off in front of people and stuff. That's fun. Because Peacemaker implies that Vigilante was jerking off under the window where he couldn't see. <laughs> like the humor of this is just like. I mean, it's so directly fucking Taylor, right? For us. Like our yeah, lowbrow horse
0: like, shit. Like, oh, I a fart jokes.
1: 100%. <laughs> it's also very much like you, you can tell that these guys are, you know, trying to fucking avoid having any serious conversation yeah. about emotion b- behind humor and shit too, right? So Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. It's so well written. Like, just <laughs> yeah. so well written. Anyway. Peacemaker and Vigilante have a little, like, stress relief session where they just blow the shit out of a bunch of, like, home goods and appliances. Looks like so much fun. I just, yeah. like,
0: totally want to do that. I miss, like, redneck <laughs> shooting. I used to go to utah and do like end up on some ranch with like yeah. a co-worker from that company i worked for and like hey you want to shoot m16s <laughs> absolutely i want to shoot m16s like yeah let's go do that shoot <laughs> like that rusted up bus back there like all yeah. right okay i'll put <laughs> m fucking yeah it's crazy it's so much fun anyway
1: so augie gets arrested and like nobody's really mad at augie getting arrested because even though like he didn't do what he's being arrested for doing. He's a fucking racist asshole, so he should be in jail anyways. So he ends up in pre prison, but he's clearly already been here and has the respect of all like the white supremacists. And they either that or like these are all his fucking Nazi buddies that then later got arrested or whatever. I don't know. And then they call him the White Dragon and shit. Adobio tries to tell her wife that maybe she should go stay somewhere else. I don't know. That whole fucking plot line doesn't really do a whole lot for me.
0: Yeah, it's it, probably the only thing where I'm like feels kind eh. of tacked on. Yeah, but they got to do something. To yeah. Make that character like worth having there, I guess. So yeah, I
1: don't know. Peacemaker and vigilante. Then this is where they double team that frustrated housewife that vigilante yeah. or the peacemaker met earlier while he was trying to get out of the fucking building. But peacemaker accidentally, accidentally activates that alien device that he took from the woman's department, and it like does a little transformer routine into a tiny little spaceship. And he's like, what the fuck is this shit? He takes it over to the squad and stuff. And they we will find out later what that's about. Then Peacemaker and the squad go to this, the Senator's mansion. That's their target to try and assassinate him and his family because they're quote unquote butterflies, which we don't quite know what that is yet. The family starts acting weird when they get into their house and like out of sight of their security detail. And so that prompts Myrne to tell Peacemaker to kill the kids too. He's like, ah, I don't fucking want to kill kids. But so like. Vigilante
0: has no fucking problems. So <laughs> no, he
1: sure doesn't. Fuck. Yeah. So Peacemaker like hesitates and does misses his opportunity. And then he and hardcore have to like wait and hope they get their shot later. So they spend their night like bonding over war stories and shit. And there's like soft lenses and fireflies in the background. It's supposed oh, yeah, to be all romantic and shit. Then Vigilante shows up because he's like just straight up stalking Peacemaker. Yeah. And they watch the family drink, like, some weird shimmery goo with, like, proboscis coming out of their mouths. Peacemaker, like, still can't fucking take the shot. He fucking chokes again. So vigilance, he's like, it's okay. Just get out of the way. And Peacemaker starts fucking just, like, offing the kids and yeah, humming clicking, to himself
0: while he's doing it. He's clicking, like, one every three seconds. Like, <laughs> fucking champion-level yeah. shooting. And he's putting yes. them, like, right in the fucking, like, zero hole, too. Like,
1: right yeah. between the eyes. Absolutely. So. He kills three of them, but just as he's about to kill the senator, who's the main target, Judo Master, who is another <laughs> awesome. fucking like D-lister, fucking DZ character in his little tiny green outfit, the, who is the senator's security, shows up, and they all fight to get. They all fight each other. Judo Master ends up knocking both of them out and takes them captive in like a lair under the house. And this is all after. Peacemaker has gone on a unrelated rant about hating like small people, like homunculi, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the senator then tortures Vigilante. He electrocutes his dick and cuts off one of his toes to try and get Peacemaker to talk. The Peacemaker is like, nah, I'm good. I don't really care about this guy too much. Yeah. But uh, they also take off Vigilante's mask and this is where Peacemaker realizes that He's Adrian Chase, the younger brother of, of one of his high school friends. Myrn and the rest of the team then like go in to try and rescue Peacemaker, probably not Vigilante so much, mostly Peacemaker, and find the entrance to their lair and like blow it up. Judo Master tries to drive away, but this is where John Economos does the first of many badass fucking things he's going to do this season and rams the surveillance truck into judo master into the car judo master's yeah. trying to get away in and then knocks him out with a fucking tire iron.
0: Yeah he really like ruins judo master's day here. <laughs> so
1: I don't understand why Judo Master was driving away for help. I guess he can't fucking like he can't fit a phone in that tiny little costume. I guess. I don't know <laughs> he could have just fucking called somebody he's and been the, like
0: that's the only actor uh his, the actor's name is Nutley I believe. Yeah Nutley maybe Nutlay, I'm yeah. not really sure. Uh he's the only actor who's clicked like on it so far on my print on instagram so thank you sir (laughs) i appreciate it
1: (laughs) peacemaker ends up getting free of his bonds and blows the fucking senator's head clean off and then a little alien butterfly creature comes out of it and then everything comes together and peacemaker's like project butterfly i get it now
0: (laughs) He's got a funny bit of dialogue where he's like, you guys never name these things anything clever. It's always exactly what it says on the fucking tin. Because the last one was Project Starfish and we fought a giant fucking starfish. So what are the the butterflies? And then when he sees it,
1: he's like, you guys are so unoriginal. You fucks. You fucks, yeah. They finish that episode with a map that shows that these butterflies are like kind of all over the world. That they've like taken people over all over the world. Uh, peacemaker tells everybody that he killed the butterfly but he actually took it home and he's like keeping it in a jar like a fucking 10 year old keeps a fucking actual butterfly, butterfly. yeah and but he pokes some holes in the top so it can breathe they also hold judo master captive <laughs> peacemaker goes back to his dad's house now finds it has been ransacked because his dad was fucking arrested but he doesn't really seem to care that much he just grabs all the spare helmets that his dad had made for him and vigilante starts like accusing peacemaker of being racist like his dad as they talk about the his dad's white dragon costume which is right there beside in this like tardis-y closet that they keep all of their fucking shit that was
0: funny that like not only is he like the most virulent racist in the dc universe he's also like managed to like master fifth dimensional technology (laughs) Yeah. And like now has basically like a pocket dimension in his closet where he stores and creates all of this insane technology that he uses to.
1: Or he's stolen it. I mean, Nazis Nazis don't have fucking new ideas. They just recycle old shit. So that's
0: more likely to say it's probably stolen shit. But I mean, at the same time, he does build all those helmets. Right. I mean, mean, he might be repurposing technology to do it, but he's doing something
1: with it. So. Peacemaker's dad's uh, Augie's neighbor tells Peacemaker Augie's neighbor who loves giving Peacemaker shit. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Tells Peacemaker that his dad's in jail and he calls Mern like all pissed off that they framed his dad and uh, Peacemaker goes and visits his dad in jail. Dad threatens to expose Project Butterfly to the cops to like clear his name and, you know, say like, I'll just tell them that you framed me. Basically, vigilante gets himself arrested. He just goes off on his own, like, doesn't fucking tell anybody he was doing. He gets himself arrested in his human persona by throwing a trash can through a window in front of a bunch of cops so that he can go into the prison and kill Augie. Konamos finds that Judo Master's gotten out of his restraints and then a fucking Judo Master kicks Konamos through a desk. Poor Konamos fucking gets his ass handed to him a bunch, dude.
0: He sells it real well, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's always yeah. so just like forlorn, that guy. He's really good. <laughs>
1: Judo Master tries to get away. Pe- peacemaker chases him, and they have a fight in the parking lot. And then bio finally like finds her fucking nerve, and she shoots Judo Master in the chest. It doesn't kill him. I don't know. Maybe his suit is armored. He's clearly like shot though. Like there's blood. But the Butter Judo Master was like just about to reveal the truth behind the butterflies when that happened. Then they're focused on getting <laughs> getting Vigilante out of jail before he like just totally fucks up the plan. And in one of the more satisfying scenes in the fucking series, vigilante goads the white supremacists into attacking him. And he just beats the fucking shit out of them.
0: I want to know, like, I kind of want to know his origin story. Like, how did he learn to be like, cause he's fucking good at what he does. He's a violent sociopath.
1: Sociopath. Yeah. But he's
0: (laughs) very good at what he does when it comes (laughs) to just like, just cutting motherfuckers apart. Like he really brutalizes some people. And it is, I mean, like, yeah, in an age where, like, Nazis are real and we're still dealing with this shit. It's kind of nice watching Mm -hmm. a bunch of them get kicked directly in the cock repeatedly by a superhero. So it's it's
1: very true. (laughs) But it doesn't the plan doesn't really work or vigilante's plan doesn't really work because, like, Augie knows that there's cameras on him. So he won't like he won't make the first move against vigilante. Well, Adrian, I guess, because he's not got his costume on. Peacemaker gets fucking wasted and has flashbacks about him, his dad, like making him shank somebody as a kid and also about his older brother who died when he was a kid. And here we start finding out that like Peacemaker was somehow involved in his brother's death. Uh, Harcourt bails Adrian out of jail. Then we see Mern at home drinking that like shimmery yep. nectar goo, which reveals that he's a butterfly too. Then Myrne tells the rest of the squad that the butterflies are actually these little aliens that enter through the mouth and maybe through the butthole. We don't know.
0: It's like, I was waiting for a joke about Adrian wearing a butt plug so that they couldn't (laughs) fall on his butt. I don't know why that popped into my head while I was watching it, but I'm like, that's going to be in there. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, I am disappointed that they didn't come
1: up with that joke. (laughs) What happens is they fucking, when they go to the distribution station for the nectar, they would have, you know, that's when fucking Peacemaker has his x-ray vision helmet, he looks at Peacemaker, or it looks at Vigilante's dude, like, dude, why are you wearing a fucking butt plug? Exactly. And he's like, so I don't want the fucking butterflies to go up my ass. Exactly. That has to be
0: on the cutting room floor somewhere. They have to have done that joke. Because, like, I came up with that, and I was baked watching that episode. And I was like, is there a butt plug joke in here? And there wasn't. I was like, I am disappointed. Because they showed us, in, like, episode one, Peacemaker's fucking flashlight like full on down the barrel of the fleshlight too, like (laughs) vagina lips and the whole bit. You know what I mean? Like we, we saw it all. So I can't remember the last time I saw a fleshlight on TV. That wasn't HBO.
1: You know, it's gotta be on cable. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And that the butterflies are trying to like, basically take over the world. Augie, this is where Augie like talks to the cops, convinces them to like check his fingerprints against the prints that were actually collected, at the crime scene which they figure out were actually Peacemaker's Prince. And then Autobio finds a lead, which is this company that's a front for the butterflies and is like where they're distributing the nectar from. And they, go to check it out and they're supposed to just go in and like start asking some questions but this is where Peacemaker has on this x-ray helmet that I x-ray vision helmet I was just talking about and he just starts fucking blasting away at people without warning with a pump action shotgun because nope, he can see in their heads but yeah. <laughs> doesn't warn anybody he's doing nope. it and because he can see that the ones that have butterflies in their heads which I think is like all of them here and Harcourt and Vigilante figure out that this is where they're like distributing that nectar that the butterflies eat. And then Harcourt and Vigilante find a fucking gorilla that was teased earlier. There was like a news report about a missing gorilla and they find yeah. it. and It is cut that the butterflies have captured this gorilla and put a butterfly in its head. So now it's like being mind controlled. Peacemaker throws a fucking grenade strapped to a tank shell. <laughs> At a bunch of the butterflies that are trying to, like, get in the room where Harcourt and Vigilante are trapped. He has no idea if it's going to, like, kill everybody. He just wants to do it because it's badass. But it does kill everybody. So. It does kill a bunch of fucking people. And almost kills Peacemaker and Bio too. That's true. Then they all fight the gorilla until Economos fucking saves the day again by cutting the gorilla in half with a goddamn chainsaw.
0: And, like, Vigilante is pissed about that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because vigilante earlier was talking about like how cool it would be to kill somebody with the chainsaw because he's a fucking sociopath. Yeah, because he's a psycho. And, and Economos got the first fucking opportunity to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is where everybody starts like seriously getting some respect for Economos, which is nice to see. Well, wow. he's really been like the butt of a bunch of jokes until this point.
0: Poor dive beard. beard. Oh, yep. dyed beard. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's like legit. The actor like didn't want to dye his beard when he did Suicide Squad, and like, oh yeah wanted it to be a joke as part of like his agreeing to come back to do the show i was like no you guys can make fun of it all you want and it became like a huge huge joke like Cena must have liked it because Cena's is one of those on set guys right he's a wwe guy he's gonna see yeah. something on set that he, he can use and just go for it so it's like no we can work with we can run with this just let me go wow, with it. absolutely i mean that's what you learn at you know <laughs> vince's acting class for hams basically yeah.
1: So. so this is where they they all bond over this like fucking insane ex- shared experience that they've had. Adobio has a drink with Peacemaker in his trailer, but while she's there, she also plants a diary that ends up like framing him for a bunch of shit. Basically, like uh fucking lone gunman's him into being responsible for everything that the the Project Butterfly has been doing. She goes back to the squad's office and she starts fucking around with uh, Peacemaker's x-ray vision helmet. And then that's when she sees that Mern has a butterfly in his head and he sees that she sees him and then chases her out into the street. But then we find out that like Mern's not actually with the other butterflies. He explains that like they, you know, their world was dying. It's like every fucking alien possession story right it was like their world was dying so they came to earth and they were gonna like live peacefully but then they decided to take over the world and he was like didn't agree with it so he got exiled and they've been like really playing up until this point that like actual Myrn was like a total fucking piece of shit killer kind of thing yeah like terrible terrible things and so this butterfly which ends up being called goth because that was the name of the senator that it was inside of picked Mern because Mern was a total fucking piece of shit and he was like I picked like the most fucking terrible person I could to take over so that like you know I wasn't taking over a good person's <laughs> life or whatever then oh, we find out that Harcourt's, Harcourt and Economos already knew that he was a butterfly except Economos just put his fucking fingers over his ears because he doesn't want to admit that he knows it so good <laughs> Detective song who is like one of the detectives that I don't even know what city this is fucking set in. doesn't really matter. Nope. Anywhere. I think it's like in the Northwest somewhere. Detective song lets Augie out of jail. Once she realizes that he's been framed and now they have a warrant out for peacemaker instead. And this is where Augie vows to fucking kill peacemaker because for framing him, the squad works out where the Amber, this butterfly food is coming from and this is where the quote-unquote cow is located that's making all this amber. The cops leave to go arrest Peacemaker at his trailer where he's hanging out talking to that, to Goff, the butterfly that was in the senator, uh, along with Vigilante. Then uh, one of the other cops who is a friend of Mern calls Mern to warn him, and Mern warns Peacemaker, and so like they sneak out of the skylight and into the trees, but in the process, Goff, the Goth Butterfly gets out and goes into Detective Song, and then Peacemaker and Vigilante kill a bunch of fucking cops, uh, including eagerly like pecking out a cop's eyeball,
0: which is Got a couple cops actually eyeballs. Uh, yeah. He he attacks two or three cops. <laughs> it's um dope as fuck. Anyway, sorry. Wait, did I say that about cops dying?
1: <laughs> and then that the this like cop that is you know on Mern's payroll or whatever helps them escape at the last minute. And then I thought he was a fucking butterfly at that point. Cause he killed a fucking bunch of the other cops too. I don't yeah. know, but he's not, he's not a butterfly yet. He will be the cops find that the fake peacemaker diary, that Adebayo planted peacemaker tells everybody that the Senator Goff butterfly is still alive and it's now in detective song. And then Song like contacts all the other butterflies, and they all meet up with her in their tiny little spaceships in a park. It feels very Mars Attacks here.
0: That was like my the only note I think I wrote the entire time I was watching the show. Was like, wow, they ripped that scene off of Mars Attacks because I think that's exactly (laughs) what happens in Mars Attacks. Yeah, I'm not against a callback to the only good Tim Burton movie ever. (laughs) Oh, not the only one, but you know, one of four, one of one of the good Tim Burton movies. Yeah,
1: Mars Attacks is dope, and. They all go to the police department and the butterflies all take over all the cops, all the people in the holding cells, and they walk down the hall with like really fucking horrifying smiles on their faces because the butterflies can't figure out how to make faces smile right. It's super fucking unsettling.
0: There's <laughs> a fucking funny line, though, where she's sort of like when the the uh what is it? Goff butterfly yeah. through the detective's mouth says like, oh, it's you have no idea how hard it is to make. A mouth a, it's different every time like yeah every it's mouth different, is different every, to make on every
1: face or whatever yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> which i thought was pretty funny uh and you never think about when you're like oh yeah one of those like like possessing a body They always seem to manage to like wouldn't you find it gawky like like the first time you were in a human body and you take it over yeah. wouldn't it be awkward <laughs> you would think sure. especially like when your normal body is like eight inches long and like a butterfly yeah yeah and you get a 200 yeah,
1: so. pound meat bag all of a sudden you're carrying around Suck. <laughs> So then we see Augie with a bunch of fucking straight up Klansmen, Whites like straight up fucking Nazi white supremacists hoods just and like, all, getting ready to hunt down Peacemaker. Like they were so peacemaker. close
0: to like actual full on KKK, except they have yeah. two points on their stupid like yeah uh, helmets, so it's like the dragon thing. Yeah, hoods. That's what it was. Hood. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, then they horribly. So like that's cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we see Augie like getting ready to hunt down Peacemaker in his white not white devil white dragon white dragon, white suit. dragon. Yeah. yeah uh harcourt oh this is a little callback i didn't mention the whole fucking dove of peace thing earlier but like peacemaker requires that all every weapon that he has has a dove of peace engraved in it and the one earlier the sniper rifle earlier for the senator didn't so harcourt engraves a dove of peace on a p90 for peacemaker but like he admits to her that he thinks maybe it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with the fact that there wasn't a dove of peace on it, but that maybe he just doesn't want to kill people anymore. And, like, kind of admits that he's, he's starting to, I don't know, go soft or whatever. And then she admits that she's starting to soften up to him a little, and she tells him her actual first name, which is Amelia. And this is where just weird not weird but just uh sort of out of nowhere kind of scene where peacemaker plays some motley plays home sweet home by motley crew on the piano john cena And it was from that was solo. actually fucking john cena playing piano
0: yeah yeah <laughs> cena uh, cena's exceptionally talented uh he taught himself mandarin chinese in like two
1: years well, i remember like you told me that for so so he could do like for the WWE. chinese prom- promos in mandarin yeah right? yep.
0: yeah yeah, he's is uh, just like mind-bogglingly talented. I didn't know any of this because I always hated him. I was always like, fuck John Cena. <laughs> but like when he left and like started doing all his acting, you find out all these like crazy things about like him basically teaching himself like Mandarin in like a year and a half because Vince Jeez. thought it would be good for them to do. And he was like, fuck it, I'll do it. I mean, he made a billion dollars. I'm pretty sure working for Vince <laughs> he made a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> uh, he was their number one guy for a long time and he was their number one t-shirt seller for like 10 years and is still he actually still ranks above the rock, uh, like in historical sales kind of thing, like mm-hmm. the old guys who we still have around. Number one's always and forever will probably always be Stone Cold Steve Austin. But John Cena is like right underneath him. So there you go. Interesting. Yep.
1: One of these fucking days, you're going to have to make me watch some fucking wrestling.
0: You know what we should do? We should do WrestleMania
1: probably because it's coming up. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. It's two days, though.
0: <laughs> but, you <laughs> yeah. know, it'll be an yeah. experience for you.
1: I mean, this was fucking eight episodes. Like, it's not no, no worse than watching a whole fucking season of TV. Yeah, but it's like all
0: in two days. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're back to back just sitting there for like six hours a night kind of thing. So I can watch the fucking recordings. It's true. I usually end up (laughs) watching big chunks of it the next day.
1: Anyway, yeah, let's finish this up. The butterfly cops hold a press conference where they reveal that the planted diary links Peacemaker to the death of Senator Goff and a bunch of other fucking people, too. Said they were like lone gunmen hanging him, and then we see the next start of the next episode starts with a flashback of Peacemaker with his brother and their dad. And it's the kids, the him and his brother are fighting in a pit in the in a trailer park while like people are watching and betting on them. And uh, Chris sends up like you know, they're both like super into it. They're like, Yeah, this is badass, let's fucking fight. And then Chris punches his brother in the face, his brother like falls down and starts like convulsing and foaming at the mouth and then like stops moving and presumably he dies. I don't know. It's one they of those things. Yeah. They, they say he dies, but like it's one of those things where like I fully expect them to bring his brother back at some point and be oh, like yeah, he yeah. wasn't really dead kind of thing.
0: Oh no, he'll be a cyborg though or something like that.
1: Yeah, some shit like that. Then Harcourt confronts Adebayo about planting the diary, figures out that she's Amanda Waller's daughter and is not fucking happy about it. There's this pretty like pointless but very entertaining interlude where judo master beats the shit out of a couple of dudes at a convenience store that makes fun of him Yeah, and they they make fun of him and then he just eats hot Cheetos Stomps the shit. that's all he does throughout the like, course of the
0: <laughs> He's show got is fucking eat fucking Cheetos. Cheetos the man's got I mean I, hey spicy fucking Cheetos are awesome you know what I mean like yeah. how can you go wrong with hot Cheetos
1: I was so They're happy like, that when I moved back to Canada I found out that you could get hot Cheetos up here now because when I moved away they didn't exist up here they're american only thing
0: i feel like when you moved down here was when they fucking started having them so like i we've had spicy cheetos for fucking ever it feels like yeah
1: flamin hot cheetos used to be one of those things that i would oh, bring yeah. back from the us anytime that i was down there yeah. when we didn't have them up here yet peacemaker vigilante and economos leave to on their way to kill the cow but on the way the white dragon flies into their truck and fucking flips it over cuz he's trying to kill peacemaker Uh, because he can track the helmets. He's put GPS trackers in all of Peacemaker's helmets, but Vigilante covers for them by tossing a grenade at White Dragon, but it's also way too close to him, so he blows himself fucking halfway halfway hell in the process and definitely gives himself a concussion, but uh, at least it gives time for Peacemaker and Economos to get away. Peacemaker figures out that there's trackers in his helmets, and so he attaches it to a fucking raccoon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to lure the Nazis into a trap I would have figured he would have fucking given it to Eagly but that that part comes later yep. the butterfly cops track Myrn and Adebayo and Harcourt to their hotel and they end up killing Myrn and the butterfly inside him but Harcourt and Adebayo get away then Judomaster attacks Adebayo and Harcourt and they end up and well, one fucking Harcourt and Judomaster go the fuck at it and finally Adebayo tases the shit out of judo master and they fucking i don't know why they just keep fucking taking this dude prisoner just kill him like kill everybody else why don't you just kill this guy i don't know they they tase
0: him so fucking bad he may as well be dead at the end of (laughs) it jesus
1: (laughs) peacemaker and economos find vigilante who has like passed out in a car on the side of the road because he's fucking concussed yeah but <laughs> vigilante was like, "I'm gonna help," and he grabbed all the other helmets. So that means that the fucking Nazis are like right on their asses. So they start beating the shit at a peacemaker, uh, and then Eagly attacks the white dragon. But the white dragon like swats Eagly to the side and like injures him. And that was like the worst thing that white dragon did. The whole fucking that this white supremacist does is beat up the eagle. I it mean, really
0: is. Eh? Like he doesn't really do very much. Yeah. Like, overall, like aside from just like be shitty.
1: Well, I mean, I guess he did make his kids fight, and that resulted in the death of one of his sons. He's like, he's also like
0: excessively racist to the the police detective, also. So
1: yes, very much so. Like almost. See, the problem is, it's like. It's comedically racist, though. You know what I mean? Like you're
0: kind of chuckling at it because you're like, "Not though. What's like? Fuck! Like it's so far over the top. It feels so far over the top." Anyway, it and does. she sings him back so hard, and yeah. I'm like, "All right, <laughs> like I'm fine."
1: It with does this. feel over the top, but at the same time, it is also. Oh no, it's like, so like there, accurate. Yeah, yeah, there are totally those fucking like blatant, idiotic yeah. racists in the U.S. and probably fucking Canada too. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, hey, yeah. <laughs>
0: Come on. Fucking freedom. Convoyers Flu trucks. Clan. My friend Flu trucks. Clan.
1: Anyways, the white dragon is about to kill Peacemaker when vigilante flies in with a knife and stabs white dragon, like through a gap in his armor. And then Economos again, saves the fucking day and just fucking opens fire on the Nazis and kills all of them except for white (laughs) dragon. Yeah. Super fucking satisfying. Peacemaker beats the living shit out of his dad and then blows his brains out with one of the Nazis Lugers. Again, super fucking satisfying. Give me more of this 2022. Give me more of this forever. Fucking racist fucks getting their asses handed to them.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun when they make it so that they can't even claim the superheroes. Like when they make it very blatant that the superheroes are against the Nazis. Yeah. It makes it a little easier, basically. Yes.
1: So. They take eagerly to a vet to patch him up, and uh, that's where Adebayo and Harcourt catch up with them. But without Murr, and they're like, oh, we need somebody to be the leader. And everybody's like, yeah, it's got to be Harcourt. And so they start, like, hatching plans to kill the cow, which they think that the aliens are going to try to, like, teleport to one of their other hideouts. I don't really understand how they figure out that the butterflies can teleport shit, but they do. There's some, I mean, it's fine. So basically, they're like, we need to get there before they teleport the cow away. So they're driving to the ranch and Atabio tries to call Waller asking for help. But Waller's like, nah, fuck you. You guys are on your own. They do have a few of Peacemaker's helmets left until <laughs> until Adebayo accidentally activates the anti-gravity helmet and it just fucking floats away. So
0: my question would be, though, like, if it just floats away. When it's on his head, it's not like he wears a strap on the helmets. but <laughs> so the helmet would just float away anyway, right? Like regardless. I, I love I that he
1: like I have a small hand fan that I use to direct my. That But I'm just wearing. like,
0: <laughs> honestly, some of the fucking side shit that John Cena works in this is like, yeah. he's so sincere. He's fucking hilarious because yeah. of it. Like he's just so yeah, believable. Delivery's, everything. delivery's oh. just fantastic.
1: He's so good. So then they're like, well, fuck, now that that's gone, we'll have to try and get Eagley to take the Sonic Boom helmet. Yeah, and- Harcourt's having I'm-
0: fucking none of
1: it either. She's like, that's not gonna fucking work. they am like, it'll work.
0: She's like, it's not gonna fucking work. And <laughs> yeah. it totally doesn't work. <laughs>
1: totally exactly. doesn't. And instead, Eagley just fucking flies away and just fucking drops it in the woods somewhere, and they're like, fuck. So now yeah, they have to go for fuck
0: fucking it. muskrats. He's like, I don't care about this fucking helmet. I saw dinner. Awesome as shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so... They go and they find the helmet and then they make Economos wear a diarrhea-filled dead cop's uniform. That fucking exchange where he's like (laughs) (laughs) one of the fucking great great marks on the fucking white clouds of life is
0: people shitting when they die. And the guy's like, you want me to wear diarrhea pants? And he's like, no, it's not always diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. They're not always diarrhea. Sometimes they're just shit. Were they, were they diarrhea? Yeah, they were yeah, diarrhea. They were this, <laughs> 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 this like killed me. Like I almost fucking choked on my goddamn salad as I was sitting here watching it. Yeah, this second was amazing. Time through, I almost fucking died. Like, oh, <laughs> Cena, you're the fucking man. You know what I mean? Holy shit. So, this, so this time. It's like they never let him talk in WWE. Why did you never let this guy talk? I'm just kidding. <laughs> talk all the time he's fucking awesome at it so there you go
1: so now economos uh, gets the sonic boom helmet into the barn safely but he fucking flips out when he sees the cow which is like huge and fucking grotesque
0: well he has like a ptsd like kind of thing because of the kaiju last time because he saw he was there for oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he freaks out true. because it's a kaiju and he saw star up like that's, that's, so that's like the second kaiju he's seen
1: in like three months yeah so he's just very much fuck this noise his and brain must be out. fucking broken imagine
0: being like a regular human like within two months you see two giant alien kaijus they'd be like fuck this i'm out i'm out i'm moving yeah. to gotham at least a clown i know what to deal with it's true and then did you notice that they say out and her like wife live in gotham like we're going back yeah to gotham. yeah like, <laughs> <why> <laughs> that would was you, their choice why would you voluntarily live in fucking <laughs> gotham of all places like i did ugh. catch that reference yeah anyway
1: But on the way out, the butterfly cops figure out that Economos is not one of them and they start beating on him. So to save his ass, fucking Adebayo sets off the sonic boom, which starts to collapse the cave under the barn. And then uh, Peacemaker and Vigilante and Harcourt all fucking rush the rest of the butterfly cops and kill like just dozens of them. Like, no. Yeah, it's again just a fucking massacre. Peacemaker heads down into the cave to check that the cow is dead and Vigilante and Harcourt both get fucking shot. Yep. Adebayo runs in, guns blazing. She's like the only one left and saves Harcourt before a butterfly flies into her mouth. Uh, then Economos manages, after all the badass shit he's done, he fucking trips over a fence and breaks his leg. Yep. What a fucking lame way to take him out uh, of the I f- was <laughs> fucking
0: <laughs> dying when he fell over the fence. Like I was howling. <laughs> It was so funny because even he looks disappointed in himself. He's like,
1: "Oh fuck!" Like it's yeah. so good,
0: <laughs> such a good comedy beat. I couldn't believe it.
1: So bio goes in to help Peacemaker, and she's wearing the human torpedo helmet, which does exactly what you think it fucking does. Actually, it, says, it, says, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Also, yeah, and exactly, and Peacemaker is fighting Detective Song, who's got the Goth butterfly inside of her, and Song like tries to do this whole emotional appeal to peacemaker he takes her to the or takes peacemaker to the cow and explains like what mern had told them wasn't exactly right they can't did come to earth because their planet became like unlivable basically because of like overuse of natural resources and they got to earth and they realized of course that like earth is doing the same fucking shit they're like killing the planet with capitalism so the butterflies were like we got to stop this we're going to take over the leaders to like save the planet and so like Peacemaker kind of has this moment like oh so you're doing what I do like peace no matter how many people you have to kill kind of thing she thinks that she's got Peacemaker and like asks him to help them trans teleport the cow away then Peacemaker's like, like eh, it's our world we can fuck it up if we want and shoots song in the fucking head well shoots her in the chest and but he lets the goth butterfly live though. Probably well, I mean not
0: forever because, like,
1: he's going to starve. Yes, in theory. I mean, yeah. So Peacemaker activates the human torpedo helmet while Adebayo is still wearing it and sends Adebayo flying into the cow, like, right into its fucking gut
0: to kill it. Which is, like, kind of like a giant fleshy caterpillar with. Yeah, it's heats real on gross. It. It's, it's disgusting. It's like the real milking, fucking nasty. Like, they're, when it's, they're milking it. I almost want it to throw up. Like, it yeah. was pretty disgusting looking. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> then, yeah, and it, it also kind of looks like a like baby, baby at the same time. and Like a melted yeah. radioactive baby. Yeah. Yeah, like like a mutant fucking
0: baby. Yeah. I hated it. It looked like something out of 2000 AD or like uh, heavy metal. I was on <laughs> yes. board, you know, yeah. actually. So, there you go.
1: Comic books. <laughs> so, they have saved the day. They all come out and, you know, they're trying to, like, take their wounded off to get healed then the fucking justice league shows up with like full-on actual cameos not like on the same screen cameos but like jason momoa and ezra miller actually fucking film lines for this show and peacemaker calls them dickheads and tells aquaman to go fuck another fish
0: (laughs) apparently jason was totally cool with all this like he's just like yeah it's fine just go for it
1: yeah and then as ezra miller starts like questioning like wait i thought that was a rumor
0: <laughs> yeah oh, fuck. i i was waiting for him to do it too i was waiting for somebody to be like oh i was hoping it'd be cavill though i was so hoping they got <laughs> cavill to be
1: like wait yeah, they, is that not true <laughs> yeah superman and wonder woman are there but they don't show their faces they're only yeah. shown like in silhouette kind of thing yeah. so clearly they didn't they didn't pay cavill and uh fucking and gal gadot God, no. for this
0: I mean, I'm amazed they're going to do that. Why would you not just have the bat behind them, too? You know what I mean? Like, have everybody show up at that point? Yeah. Like, why not? If you're not going to fucking... If you're going to just shazam them and just, like, do the... From the fucking yeah. neck down shit again, then, like, may as well have Batman show up, too. So then you got most of the fucking League there, right? You not know, yeah. just, like...
1: Yeah, the only well, one they were really missing was, yeah, Batfleck.
0: Yeah, Batfleck would be, like, the big, big one that would that was yeah. kind of not there. I mean, what were they missing anybody else? Oh, Cyborg.
1: Yeah. Cyborg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't think they're gonna get him <laughs> back this fucking anytime yeah. soon. I
0: don't mean to laugh, but holy shit is that not happening anytime soon, yeah. I don't think. James Gunner, no, you know. So
1: So this is, you know, sort of sometime later after everybody's like in the hospital and getting better. Adebayo holds a press conference and confesses to planting the diary. She also fully fucking outs both Project Waller. Butterfly and Task Force X, yeah, and yeah. her mother. Uh, you know, basically fucking using Criminals for fucking devious ends. Yeah. Arcord and Peacemaker have a tender little moment in the hospital. Uh, Adebayo goes back to her wife and dogs, and Economos just goes back to Bel Reef, just back to that his job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure that Waller would take him back at this point, but I guess she does. I mean, he's got a certain set of skills. <laughs> he killed a fucking gorilla. He did. He did. So. Uh, Judo master is at the ruin of the barn and he's crying, but still eating hot Cheetos. He probably got some of the hot Cheeto dust in his eye. That's why he's crying here.
0: Probably. I mean, that shit does fucking hurt when you get it in your eye. You got to be yeah. careful while getting that hot Cheeto dust.
1: And then the very last scene is Peacemaker on his back porch, just having a beer. He pours out what appears to be like the very last of the Amber that he has for the Goth butterfly, who I guess is like just hanging around because he's the only person that has food for her now. Yeah, although realistically, there's probably a bunch more. She just doesn't know where, or he, the Goff doesn't know where it is, kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, then Peacemaker hallucinates his piece of shit dad sitting on the porch beside him, and then which it happened during the show too, right? Like that's did. what guided him
0: back there. to the uh, the the helmet, the helmet. they lost. Basically, was him yeah. hallucinating. Uh, I was, which made me happy because I was like, when they killed Robert Patrick, I was like, oh, you get to this episode, and they had just announced like this morning or like late last night that season two was coming. Mm-hmm. And then they kill Robert Patrick and they killed Robert Patrick at the end of the last episode. And I was like, oh, so no Robert Patrick next season. And then he's immediately there as like the in head, like yeah. Dexter's dad. Yeah, voice th- yeah kind exactly. Of thing. And I was like, perfect. That's perfect. That means he can be in an even bigger piece of shit because now he's imaginary. So like how much <laughs> fun is Robert Patrick going to have playing this fucking monster piece of shit next year when he's not even real? He's just yeah. fueled by Peacemaker's disgusting imagination yeah oh and what God, peacemaker
1: thinks, he thinks his dad was kind of thing
0: yeah it's gonna be amazing he's gonna yeah. just be saying awful shit <laughs> so. i'm a board or patrick's awesome
1: that is the plot of season one of peacemaker
0: so like i mean that was the plot of season one of peacemaker what did you think like where do you want to start <laughs> do you want to start on like what you liked or what do you want to start on the like i want to i want to know your gripe but like
1: so my only gripe is i found it got kind of slow in the middle of the season like episodes four and five were a lot of talking a lot of like yeah. character development stuff some of which didn't feel like totally necessary for me and like i said like that whole out of bio and her wife having like marital problems and shit like that and like out of bio having to like get used to all the spy shit and killing and stuff like that i just wasn't really i didn't get that investment invested in that I like,
0: 100% agree. Like, I, I wasn't as invested in it. And at the same time, I felt like it was undercooked. Like, I needed a little bit yeah. more of it to probably make it work properly for me. Because, like, I didn't hate either of the characters. No. They, just, they, they do the thing where, like, the person in the relationship who's not there or, like, going through whatever they're going through always seems, like, a little shrill. Regardless of what you yeah. do. Yeah, they always seem like the asshole. And I think if they had done a little bit more with the two of them. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have felt as tacked on as it does, and then it wouldn't have also have felt as like she wouldn't have felt as shrill like as the asshole at that point. Also, so
1: yeah, they kind whatever. of rushed the introduction of yeah. like them and their relate, or especially of his wife or her wife and their like relationship. Yeah, and so because of that, we just don't have really any. I didn't have like any real investment in that going throughout the season so plus she's a
0: new character in a series that is bringing a bunch of characters back right like yeah, we're also yeah. we have a bunch of characters we're already invested in and this is our new lead and we're supposed to be like immediately invested it's like it doesn't really work to do it that way like I understand why yeah. you're doing it for the point of the story but it's kind of awkward when we're like I already know who Peacemaker is and we've already kind of met Harcourt and I don't remember the guy's name Economos, and I'm like okay maybe they should be the leads of the show not a new random third person. I mean, I yeah. understand why they did it for the plot and stuff, but it did feel a little awkward that way. So,
1: yeah. And it felt like, you know, peacemakers, obviously the, 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 the character yeah. kind of thing, but it felt like they were trying to kind of force shoehorn as much journey, as much character development yeah. into her character as they were into peacemaker. And it was just like, okay, it's unnecessary. It felt like maybe a season two thing or yeah. just something that should have been more fleshed out or whatever. So I feel like because of that, I f- felt like the season it could have been a seven episode season and I would have been happier with it I think I think that, that you know there's some stuff in those middle episodes that could have been collapsed together and some stuff that could have been cut out and I would have just found it to be like a little zippier
0: probably like I didn't bump up against it so like as much as you seem to be
1: like I said it, it's not a. It didn't like take it away that much. It was just those yeah, two, no. a couple episodes. I was just like, mm, can we get back to fucking crazy I shit? I kind of
0: think like if I was rewatch when I was rewatching it, did anything really feel like it dragged. And that's actually what I wrote. The, one of the few things that I did write in my notes was, like it didn't feel like it dragged at all. Like maybe a little bit, yeah, like in the middle, but I didn't identify that as like the big problem. I was just like, oh, it's always going to have a little bit. Everything always seems to have a little bit of second act drag these days anyway yeah especially when you're doing eight hours or whatever or like six-ish kind of thing with this but mm-hmm. i don't know fair enough i understand where you're coming from i and i agree too i, I just didn't bump into it as hard as you did apparently so cool yeah. so, so let's uh let's talk about what we did like about this aside from just like fucking almost everything holy that fuck that did, opening
1: credit sequence oh my god Oh it's my just God. goddamn outstanding i've had that fucking song stuck in my head for a month and a half now it's yeah. just it's something it's one of those things that like if you described it to somebody they would just say there's no fucking way this is gonna work and then in the execution they just fucking pull it all off like it's it's just something special the song he's that fucking wigwam do you want to taste it fucking song yeah the dance moves the fucking stone-faced expressions on everybody. Yeah, like I found myself like every episode wanting to like watch someone different. So like every time I would like you know see yeah. somebody else's fucking like moves in the back and like everybody's pretty good. I mean like Steve Aggie's a big dude and he yeah can't move as much as some of the people, but I still mean, he sells it. He goes he
0: goes yeah. for it at least. You know yeah. I mean? like, everybody. Yeah.
1: Everybody fucking goes for it hard. I mean, I like,
0: Patrick's like full on there, like pelvic thrusting with the rest of them. He's like <laughs> in the seventies. I was like, I'm on board. That's, yeah. Everybody's having a good time. Eagerly, at the, the end, oh, like oh, yeah, in with his, his mark. yeah, oh, absolutely amazing. Like I, I his love, Mark.
1: If you look in the back, like when Eagerly comes in and sort of just looks around, like not sure if he's where he's supposed to be, and then everybody does that like little wing flap behind him.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love Cena standing in the back trying to look, make it look like he's having a hard time holding Judo Master up, but like yeah. you know he's not. Like Judo Master yeah. weighs about ninety pounds, and Cena deadlifts like six hundred like <laughs> every day. He's so fucking big. Like, I was surprised because when he came back to wrestling last, he, I was like, man, he looks small, and then he shows up in this. And I'm like, man, he looks like a fucking house again. What I know, the two months he was off. He showed back up in WWE. Was he like on a down cycle or something? He's shit? got
1: veins bigger than my, like thicker than some of my fucking fingers for fuck's uh, sake.
0: I know. Yeah. He's got those like big, like ramen noodle veins going through like yeah. his whole like upper body. Arms and yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, he's shredded as shit. I, always, I mean, he always has been. He's been in like amazing shape. He's a pro wrestler. That's like what those guys do. And he's a body guy too. Like he's fucking cut. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was like Cena in particular was like, I, I know we talked about it in Suicide Squad like how like revelatory him being that fucking funny was to me. Cause mm-hmm. like whatever, but like he's completely proved to me that he could be the lead of not just a show. I think you make him a fucking lead like in a movie at this point, like he's a star. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the fuck this shit happened where all of a sudden it's like Vince couldn't get a goddamn actor in Hollywood to save his life through like the eighties and nineties. He sent everybody. And then out of nowhere, he got the Dwayne. And then 10 years later, now it's like Batista, Cena, Sasha, blah, blah, blah. Like they're all just piling yeah. over. And they're all pretty fucking good so far. Like, I mean, The Rock's probably the worst actor of the bunch of them, sadly. <laughs> no, he's has himself to be fucking awesome in everything that I've seen him in so far. And this just proves to me, Cena's like, he's right up there, too. He's got the fucking goods. So,
1: yeah, Cena does a great job of making Peacemaker actually vulnerable. Like, you yeah. get him, you see him kind of overcoming that toxic masculinity that's clearly been drilled into him from such a fucking young age. And they, he makes that shit fucking believable. He's both written and acted as, as like such a great caricature of like fucking these idiot right wingers that only believe that shit because like he grew up surrounded by it. Like yeah. Immersed in it kind of thing. And then once he gets outside his little fucking like, you know, meathead bubble, like starts fucking interacting with people that aren't just fucking asshole white supremacist then he starts like realizing oh maybe i don't need to keep putting on all this like tough macho fucking sexist bullshit kind of thing yet i think it was such a good choice to make him a like hair and like glam metal kind of fan because it's something that he sees as super manly even though it leans on like a lot of those like feminine beauty traits and stuff like that like the big teased hair and makeup and everything that works perfectly What she says like outright says and like when
0: he's introducing the first batch of like uh, when he's checking the records in her in the the girls or the butterfly I guess um, in her thing she's like oh yeah Cinderella yeah he's like oh hair metal awesome like when men were manly enough to look like women or something like that and I was like that as weirdly insightful for this character this early on yeah you
1: know what I
0: mean like our like er, this early on whereas at the end you would totally expect him to say something like that and it to be like valid Whereas at first, like that time I was like, that's weird. But anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then some have seen his fucking rants, as you oh. said earlier, or just at like some of his little side comments and rants are just fucking epic.
0: Where he's naming off celebrities that they could have used <laughs> like, instead. I was fucking pissing myself. Because he's just like a hundred percent like in the moment, just screaming at this dude. Just <laughs> random fucking name. We're dead. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Just throw him in there. <laughs> Cosby. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, the Cosby bit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's got lots of time. Yeah. <laughs> Throw him in jail again. So,
1: yeah, all right, John. Yeah. We got you. <laughs> the writing is just fucking solid as hell. Like, it's, I mean, you can tell it's James Gunn all over this fucking oh, thing. Yeah. And this just solidifies James Gunn as one of my favorite comic book writers and directors now at this point. Comic book, like movie or TV writers and directors.
0: He just really does seem to have like a knack for doing like the C list kind of lighthearted stories you know what i mean like he just he seems to have a, a knack for it i'd be curious to see how he would do with like the big boys but then at the same time it doesn't seem like he's that fucking interested in doing I mean, we tell him how much reverence he has for the Justice League, right? Nobody like, would
1: let him do this shit with the big boys, right? Like, yeah, even exactly. you know, Peacemaker, the only reason that they let him get away with this is because it's a totally fucking unknown character. I mean, there's nothing like Peacemaker in the comics is kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, Peacemaker in the comics is like a, you know, hard-boiled fucking, like, veteran of the military kind of thing. Yeah. They actually just did, like, a Peacemaker, like, one-shot special that Garth Ennis wrote, and it was, like, true to the comic book version of it. And anybody that picks that up is going to be like, this is nothing like the fucking like Peacemaker yeah. TV show. Like that's why I bought this fucking thing. And that's obviously yeah. why they released it now. So, but yeah, that's the thing is they'd never let him do this with fucking Batman or yeah. even like, even like a, you know, B lister. Like they wouldn't let him do this with like a green lantern or a Supergirl or fucking anything like that.
0: Yeah. Cause this totally feels like the kind of story you would get like blue beetle and booster gold. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, like a, basically i was yeah i picked your old man team but like i was because we just watched hawkeye do very much the same thing except without a cosmic kind of scale behind it you know what i mean like yeah. where the the sea lister kind of has to go and like save the day and like prove that they're just as worth being a hero as everybody else i mean at least peacemaker got to tell aquaman to stop fucking fish which he should i mean <laughs> he can really should. consent i guess you could talk to them so like, maybe yeah. they can consent but it's still it's really fucking weird man Shouldn't but, fuck
1: fish. yeah like just super well written the fucking dialogue is just spot on there's so much fun to watch at like all these characters are fun to watch as they're just like sniping back and forth at each other
0: yeah and like that's the like a, a big part of it too is like the the dynamic between the team like the interaction between like got a bio harcourt and economos where they're just fucking yeah. sniping at each other constantly and burn yeah absolutely yeah. along with like uh vigilante and peacemaker like with cena and uh, vigilante being there too and like when vigilante when they finally kind of integrate him into the team that's when it's like it really takes off like the comedy goes fucking berserk from there yeah because yeah, he's so funny in that
1: uh, it's almost the same team dynamic as suicide squad right yeah. it's a bunch of fuck ups that are all being punished with a shitty assignment basically it's just in this case only one of them is powered it's almost like
0: James Gunn really like has a type of like story yeah. he likes to tell where like he yeah. gets the fuck ups and misfits and misfits and stuff uh guardians of the galaxy 3 coming to you uh in a movie theater (laughs) next year something or i don't know they're shooting it now i guess yeah so there was a funny story about uh all the cameos today that james gunn had written or like i guess the marvel odc because while dc was shooting the suicide squad with james gunn they did pickup shots for guardians um on the set and then now, this time, they were because he's on set of Guardians now when they did the pickups for this last episode with Jason and Ezra Miller. I guess he, they used Marvel set for Guardians.
1: Yeah. So Marvel filmed those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Marvel filmed those ones. But yeah. there's stuff in Guardians, I guess, that DC filmed or something like that. Or they did a screen test on mm-hmm. the Guardians set, or like DC did a screen test for Guardians or something like that. So they ba- ended up back and forth and like owing each other stuff, which I mean, it's like, going back to the fucking the origins of these things as comic books where like everybody would work together behind the scenes and foment a rivalry with the fans while everybody in behind the scenes knew each other and worked together constantly and all the actors and writers and whatever know each other so
1: i'm sure that that's just gonna fuel the fires further and the rumors of crossover fucking properties and shit like that too right i wouldn't even know how you would do
0: that at this point because you don't even have you don't have i mean my avengers are gone so like and what's left of the Justice League in those movies, like I'm not that interested in seeing crossover with like the non-existent Avengers, because mm-hmm. like the story in the Marvel universe has progressed and we don't have our Avengers anymore. So yeah, you know, miss anyway.
1: While we're talking cameos, it was nice that they got Viola Davis to do a couple of scenes as Amanda Waller, yeah. even though they weren't like shot on set or with everybody else or yeah. whatever. But it definitely lent this whole show some legitimacy. She's really good at that role. I like her as like oh yeah, she's great as Waller, like super angry Waller all the time. It's fucking great. yeah. So yeah, I agree. I fucking loved Economos. I I I Steve Agee to begin with. Yeah. Like I liked him the first time. I think I really like started you know taking a shine to him was on the Sarah Silverman program back in like the late two thousands.
0: Yeah, I remember watching that. I love Sarah Silverman. So. It was him
1: him and Brian Brian Posehn? I think played like a gay couple on that show. Yeah, yeah. And then he was also one of the meow meow, meow beans guys with Tim Heidecker on Community. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> but I just loved. I really appreciate that they did not shy away from making Economos like you know a big heavy set guy, like a genuine fucking badass. Like they gave yeah. him three, like, fucking save the day kind of moments in the series. Fucking, yeah, like, mowing down all those Nazis with the P90 and shit. Like, that's just not something that most, you know, genre movies would do for, like, a big dude, right? Yeah, no, like, no, oh, no, He's just there for fucking comic relief. That's it.
0: We're gonna call him Diebeard for six episodes, and that's yeah. about all we're gonna do with him. Yeah, no, yeah. they actually gave him some stuff to do, which is really cool. I don't yeah. know, like. It was nice they gave everybody some stuff to do. Like, yeah. none of the characters were, like, kind of left by the wayside. Because like Harcourt, like also like super badass, like kind of yeah. in charge basically. A couple
1: great fucking hand to hand fights.
0: Like she has like the fight with Judo Master is fucking brutal and like well done mm-hmm. and like she's on camera for most of it, so like she must have done some of her own stunt work because she was there at the end too, like just chopping motherfuckers apart and stuff, like shooting them in the yeah. head. It looked like she was having fun, so you know, I assume those days on set like probably tiring, but like a ton of fun at first. Yeah, pretending to blow people's brains out and shit. It's like real yeah. life doom good times anyway yeah so it was like I could just sit here and talk about how fucking awesome the show was all day but like really you just want to I want like, to drop talk some about? of the DC Easter eggs all right well, well let's let's <laughs> do DC Easter eggs and then we'll rate and review and get out of here
1: okay I'd love that Economos mentioned Batmite like saying that you'd rather fuck <laughs> I Batmite than Peacemaker.
0: I was fucking <laughs> just that's what, this show before we get any further fucking funniest show I've watched in like forever this is like yeah. it
1: was a breath of fresh air
0: what we do in the shadows levels are fucking funny. I was laughing like out loud laughing, which is rare for me at TV. Like three, four, five times an episode, I was getting like full on caught and laughing at shit, pausing yeah. it and having to rewind so I didn't miss the next ridiculous fucking thing to come out of John Cena's mouth. So watch this shit; it's hilarious. Yeah.
1: Else, oh, when they're talking about homunculi and they fucking name drop Doll Man. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> like a fucking like. D list fucking freedom fighters character. Uh, the reference to matter eater lad from Legion of Superheroes <laughs> was another one, and then Peacemaker ranting at his dad's neighbor about Batman's code against killing and like call him Batman a pussy who wrestles with dudes dressed like clowns yeah. instead of killing them. Yes, yeah. it's just like spot on, bro. Spot on. Yeah, every time he turned around
0: and like had like a different tidbit of Google Foo superhero knowledge, I just dying, like the yeah. jokes about Aquaman. This fucking little story in front of a classroom full of kids. He tells a classroom full of kids <laughs> that Wonder Woman, I fucked him all night. And, and then I'm just like then Aquaman fucks fish, and then Aquaman fucks fish. I'm just like, <laughs> this is the fucking comedy that i want this earth to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is why I'm here, is for jokes about Gal Gadot, I fucking John Cena. Mm-hmm. And also, I need to see this on camera now. I think they'd be fucking hilarious together.
1: So. jeez now fucking wonder woman would just pulp him in like I two know, seconds flat right hysterical. like you would, would make one fucking like sexist remark and wonder woman would just fucking tear him in half <laughs> it'd
0: be fucking hilarious <laughs> i'm on board anything any other dope little weird easter eggs we need to know about i didn't catch i actually didn't catch those I like, the
1: yeah, I mean those are the ones that I really wanted to highlight. Mostly because like they were real fucking like dark horse, super deep cut DC Bat shit. Might. I was like, when they confirmed Batmite exists, I was
0: like, <laughs> what is happening? See, this is the weird part. Like now I'm like, I'm curious about how this universe just like runs.
1: Yeah, I want to see a Batfleck movie with Batmite. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, they've confirmed
0: Batmite exists. What the fuck kind of world are we living in here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Fucking peacemaker, dope shit. Uh, I'm gonna just right now say i'm giving it a 10 because i haven't given anything a 10 ever
1: actually you know what i'll you give gave it a 9.5 give watchman 10 did i give watchman a 10 we all gave watchman a 10 remember oh, you, me show. and Paul all gave watchman yeah the show
0: you're right you're right i think of that a 10 the show was dope as fuck <laughs> i like saying dope as fuck now because john cena says it <laughs> dope as fuck uh no 9.5 this is excellent it was like almost the best thing i've seen in like forever like Nothing has held it's, up this well. Even the Marvel shows haven't held up this fucking well for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm baffled by this.
1: It's just so different. That's what I really enjoyed yeah. about it, right? It's just so fucking something new, something different. You know, I like I said, I've been starting to get a little burnt out on, like, the same themes popping up in all the Marvel shows and shit. Yeah. And so, like, this was just a, a fucking breath of fresh air in terms of being something Really different and out there, but like still the same
0: themes, man. Like he's tra- he's still traumatized and dealing with his trauma. It's still the same stuff, but like it is, but
1: it's dealt with very dealt differently. With differently. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So
1: and the tone of it is just so fucking different. So yeah, oh, yeah, not nine out of ten for me. Great overall, a little slow in the middle. I got you
0: see a thing a higher score than you? The world is fucking did. literally it coming did. to an end outside of
1: the walls here. one of the the only other things I want to shout out is just fucking vigilante is amazing. Fucking that actor. Oh, what the fuck is his name? he's fucking oh, Freddie, fantastic.
0: Freddy something. Stormare or something I like yeah, that. Yeah, Freddy Stormare. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I just tagged him fucking, on Instagram today.
1: Fucking fantastic, like hilarious fucking sociopath. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Oh, the bit where he fucking asks all of the white supremacists to talk about their favorite, favorite contributions black. to society oh, my by God, black people. I was dying. Oh, God. It was amazing. And his so uh funny. his back and forth with Peacemaker was very like big brother little brother and just it, perfect yeah, spot on it felt, kind of uh, it felt very familiar, and everything aside from that like little bit of pacing was great. Like see, we even talk about like effects, but like CGI on this was like n- like not like Disney level, but like way Ray higher Spence. than CW yeah. level. Fucking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like effects kind of thing. They got a movie house to do this. And, it looks yeah. like like it looked
0: pretty good. So yeah, way better than anything CW. Yeah.
1: If you slept on this, fucking go watch it for sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's, I just, I have to apologize one more time for the amount of shit talking I did <laughs> to John Cena in the 2000s when he was playing Ketchup and Mustard, Hustle, Loyalty, Respect, You Can't See Me guy on TV every week <laughs> and killed my interest in WWE. Dope as fuck. Just so good in this. So there you go. All right. Let's move on to Geek Cred. Uh, we got to get Tim out of here so we can go to sleep and go on a trip. So we're, we're trying yes. to cut through the shit geek cred tim what do you want to recommend to the fine folks out there
1: as we are about to face another fucking closet homophobe chris pratt jurassic world movie i'm going to say go read the og jurassic park novel by michael Crichton. i love that book it was i fucking ate it up when i was like 13 14 whatever like around when the movie came out yeah and uh, it remained like it had just a, a really big impact on me and it's just to this day remains you know one of those novels that i would say is one of the best things i've ever read that's
0: cool i haven't like i can't remember i'm not looking forward to that new movie that trailer looked like shit yeah that's why i didn't put it in the news because <laughs> what a disaster yeah i don't know I, I, yeah i've read the original book i haven't read it since i was a kid though maybe i should reread it it's been a long time pro- I, haven't, I don't think i've read a book since the pandemic began I don't think I can concentrate.
1: I mean, Michael Crichton's always been like one of my favorite authors. That's not saying much. Because I don't read a huge amount, but yeah. you know, I, I could always very easily get into his books. I just found his writing style to be super digestible. He does a great job of breaking down like really advanced scientific concepts into understandable language and shit and metaphors. And-
0: yeah, I was I remember like critiquing his books as being like, honestly, like books written for screenplays. You know what I mean? Like to be adapted, oh, yeah. basically. Usually, very brisk reads. I like, I, I like Jurassic Park. I'm trying to think, those two Jurassic Park books were good. And there was like, was
1: Sphere, I liked Congo, it was liked. good, and Congo
0: was good also. Yeah, there was yeah. another one that was good too. But uh, what
1: was, uh, was, the, it what was the one was he, where Eaters they go, go the back to the medieval times? Eaters of the Dead, I, I don't, yes, Eaters of the Dead, him? I think was one of his first ones. I don't think yeah. I read Eaters of the Dead though. I've read all of his stuff,
0: or at least up to like a certain point, I read it all.
1: But the time travel one, which I'm blanking on the fucking name of oh, right yeah. now, where they go back to like medieval times, that was pretty solid too that's no
0: i'm not gonna like just randomly name names i can't remember anymore either way that's awesome <laughs> i didn't even think about that because like i just saw the trailer and i was like uh <laughs> here's Mikey." Crad, go watch the movie jurassic park because it's still dope as fuck and ignore that they're making a new one because the original is still the best actually what i really wanted to recommend was like everybody should go pick up peacemaker and watch this because like oh my god was it good so that's what i'm recommending is go watch what we just talked about there's a reason why we both gave it very, very high reviews. It was excellent. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 290 of Dance for Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that from any podcatching app via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or Fuck Spotify. If you have any thoughts about anything we talked about this week, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at drd I've been here with Tim. He is at DRD underscore Tim on Twitter. Say goodnight, buddy. Eat peace, motherfuckers. I'm Mark. I'm on Twitter at M underscore Willett, and I'm on Instagram at MT underscore Willett. He does fuck fish, though, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's that's not a rumor. I mean,
0: that's what I heard. (laughs) This is City Hall. We will talk to you next week. (laughs) This is true. This man has no dick. This is true.